Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> here tonight are asking the top 10 Democratic presidential candidates about the climate crisis. Scientists tell us we have only 11 years if we want to avoid the very worst consequences of the climate emergency. The answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America have a right to control their own bodies. Do you ban plastic straws? I think we should, yes. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest, it's really difficult to drink out of a paper straw. We're not going to build any new nuclear power plants. And we are going to start weaning ourselves off nuclear energy. You know, the UN just released a study that said we're going to be okay if the vast majority of the world goes vegetarian immediately. You guys see that? This is the hardest thing we will have done, certainly in my lifetime as a country. This is on par with winning World War II, perhaps even more challenging than that. Our community will be uninhabitable, will not sustain human life unless something dramatically and fundamentally changes. Kill me. You are fake news. Oh, good for you. Kill me. Very fake news. You don't like America while you get it. Kill me. I agree with that. This guy free over here. Get Terrific team on all counts. Best of luck for the 19th. Your friends say they know you won't quit and will finish it. All right, go, go. Five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Plenty of news to discuss this week, as always. The top Democratic presidential candidates appeared in a seven-hour town hall on climate change. The <laughs> highlights of the crazy were aplenty, and uh, we'll recap the best parts uh, I guess be sure to stock a pantry full of straws and a freezer full of steak because soon those things are to be banned. At least <laughs> if some of these people have their way. Uh, Joe Biden continues gaffing it up, but now his body might be decaying as quickly as his mind. During the uh, this climate town hall event, his left eye pooled with blood, but his campaign is saying nothing. There's nothing to see here. There's nothing wrong with Joe Biden. He's just fine. Elect Joe, he's the safest candidate. Have they said? Have they addressed this publicly? It's, it's, I've I've seen nothing as as far as I'm aware. The campaign has said nothing. There's plenty of speculation, and generally this can happen to people without there being a serious issue. But yeah, I've seen he's people very do stuff like that from you know like straining during a poo or like smoking out <laughs> of a bong. It just happens. To people. That's an aggressive movement. I've if actually you... never seen that happen. I okay, know. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I hope that's not from experience. <laughs> Uh, we have some updates on last week's shooting in Odessa, Texas. We were yeah. still getting information during the show last week. Some more information has come out. It's not very convenient for the narrative. So that's why that shooting has basically all but disappeared from the news cycle. 
And as a result of uh, the El Paso shooting and, and another shooting that happened at a Walmart that I wasn't even aware of, Walmart has moved to stop selling certain types of ammunition and guns because all mass shooters shop at Walmart before carrying out their atrocities. A new Chick-fil-A opens in Toronto and uh, white leftist freaks stage a die-in claiming to represent minorities as the minorities are in line waiting with everybody else for an awesome chicken sandwich, according to reports. The only Chick-fil-A experience I've ever had is the Atlanta airport, and it was just okay, but I feel like that's not representative. Airport food is generally subpar. Chick-fil-A is okay. I mean, they have waffle fries, which is an abomination. Mine were soggy. A crispy waffle fry is as good as a potato product as, as there is. But these were soggy waffle fries. No. I assume that was not intended. You want those thin fries. Uh, like shoestring? Is that what you're talking about? No, that's about? too thin. You know, the you're talking like McDonald's. McDonald's has good fries, yeah. Yeah. Well, those are scientifically developed for decades, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of scientifically developed, that's a good one. Oh. It's a good transition. And speaking of transitions, <laughs> the trans athlete issue strikes close to home. Actually, just down the street from me, as a male-to-female runner uh, becomes the first ever transgender Division One cross-country runner now at the University of Montana, which is in Missoula, but this person is from Belgrade right down the street, the experts assure us there is no inherent advantage for this redshirt college senior now. Yeah. Uh, I have some questions, nonetheless, and I suspect you might too. And of course, we will take Super Chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. And uh, one of the many things we have over on the website, of course, is special deals from listener-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. This week, our featured listener-owned business is Charity Swipes. Charity Swipes offers credit card processing solutions for all types of businesses. Whether you need to make payments through your phone, point of sale, or website, they have an affordable solution for your business. One of the great things about Charity Swipes is they charge the lowest fees to accept credit cards, and they actually have a written guarantee that says if they can't beat a competitor's rate, Charity Swipes will cut you a check for 200 bucks. And besides their great pricing, Charity Swipes has the right values as a company. As you guys know, there's a lot of political bias going on in the corporate world. There are credit card processors now refusing to work with you if you sell guns or ammo or you think the wrong thing or you say the wrong thing. This is where Charity Swipes is really stepping up because they believe in the freedoms granted by the Constitution and they will always proudly support a company's right to conduct business how they see fit. So whatever your business is, you can be confident that Charity Swipes will provide you a great service and always have your back. Listeners of this show can get started for free by visiting charityswipes.com MC. Every signup also supports the show. So be sure to check them out along with all of our other awesome offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense, and Flyover States. That's mattchristensenmedia.com deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot more things going on in Ilhan Omar world as of late that we haven't really updated. What did you call her? her you have a new nickname for oh, her. Oh, I saw I didn't make it up. I saw it in the live chat last week, but you guys have been calling her the clitless wonder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> well I, I need I an, wish I could take credit, but I did not make I it. need an update 
on said wonder. What's what's going on in her well, world? Well, we talked about this last week. How far did we, or two weeks ago, how far did well, we get into this story? I haven't looked at this deeply, but apparently she had some affair, allegedly. Okay, so Tim then- Minette is a Democratic consultant who's worked with the Omar campaign. And his wife came out last week, a few weeks ago, um, and said that she caused the divorce. He's recently come out and said, no, you made me marry you because we had a son and I'm not attracted to you. And that's the reason, <laughs> that's the reason that we got divorced. Uh, but, um, you know, she's speculating that it was the affair. So his filing says, since the time of Mr. Minette's departure from the marital home, Miss Minette began a negative campaign against Mr. Minette, seemingly in an effort to ruin his career and permanently damage his relationship with William and his stepdaughter. So Omar's campaign spent more than 220, between 220 and $230,000 of its funds on services from his consultancy firm. Um, so they're trying to establish if this was because of the personal relationship or not. Um, Her claim is that those were legitimately spent campaign yes. dollars, that it was just campaign consulting. Yes. I mean, that's not an astronomical amount of money to spend on a campaign. It's not like she spent no. several million dollars. I suppose, but um and then I can't even believe I'm saying this, but women do lie in divorce proceedings. That being said, I it's probably true, but I haven't really seen any evidence. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see how this goes. This is uh, of course a controversy that uh you know would be reported if the politics were the other way, assuredly. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll have to see what any updates are, but uh, but yeah, there's your your c wordless wonder update for the week. Uh, I also have an update on Jesse Smollett, which I don't actually have the article in front of me, but uh, Jesse Smollett's court case continues in the latest Jesse Smollett filing. Uh, Jesse's lawyers respond to the city's claim that they should pay more than one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Remember, was the bill right. for the investigation to cover the investigation costs that the city of Chicago uh, had to spend to investigate his presumably false claim of being attacked by his Nigerian white supremacist friends in MAGA hats. So his attorneys deny that Jesse staged the attack. They're not admitting that this was a hoax he perpetrated yet, but they say even if Jesse did make a false report, there is no way he would have known the city would investigate and investigate to the extent that Chicago police did. So his lawyers say this, quote, the mere fact somebody filed a police report doesn't presume the city investigation will be done, and certainly not to the extent of what the city is claiming. Smollett had no control over that. So in other words, the extensive investigation is the city of Chicago's fault, not Jussie's fault. The professional victimization That's so retarded. Publicity stunt uh, with the expectation that there would be disproportionate publicity. That's why he did it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. A status report. Remember, remember, he actually brought that. We saw that clip earlier. He brought the police to his apartment and said, yeah, I just left the noose on because I wanted to make sure that you all see this. Get a good get a good look at this noose around my neck, but right. don't investigate it. It's not worthy of investigation. <laughs> That's an unreasonable presumption. A status report filed last month says the earliest a trial could happen in this case is June, so don't expect anything fast-moving in this case unless it's, it goes away for some reason. But in terms of Jesse actually being held responsible for what happened in any meaningful way, it looks like we probably won't, won't see that for a little while. I noticed you just used the R word. You just said retarded, referencing Jesse Smollett. Did I? Which you did, and it's a good thing you're not running for president. Wow, that was to- just reflexive to juicy smollier 
Did you see what happened to Kamala Harris? Yeah, she totally heard him, too. And I love that this was an Indian guy. So Kamala Harris is taking questions at a town hall event in New Hampshire on Friday. One attendee asks what she will do in the next year to diminish the mentally retarded actions of the president. Kamala laughs and responds, well said. So I don't buy that argument that impeachment does not make sense. Senate will acquit. I don't buy that argument. There needs to be accountability. I mean, what are you going to do in the next one year to diminish the mentally retarded action of this guy? (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Well said. Um, Well, I I plan to win this election, I'll tell you that. Do you? Really? She's not doing well on that plan. She's got some work to do, and it's going the wrong direction, yeah. After criticism from disability rights activists, Harris apologized on Twitter. She says, quote, when my staff played the video from my town hall yesterday, it was very upsetting. I didn't hear the words the man used in that moment. But if I had, I would have stopped and corrected him. I'm sorry. That word and others like it aren't acceptable ever. (laughs) I would have said, Apu, you shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Am I offended? No. Do I care? No. But uh, to the to the extent Trump or anybody else, any political opponent of Kamala Harris on the conservative or libertarian side would be ripped up and down if someone asked about retarded Kamala Harris and they laughed. Uh, Yeah, she should be ripped for this. She should be grilled for this. And uh, I I would like to see a little pushback from some journalists. How is well said a plausible response to something you didn't actually hear? Yeah, I I get (laughs) I hate to play devil's advocate, but I have done that before. Like Hmm. made some kind of affirmative response, pretending I understood what somebody just said to me. But then there's also the implication that she couldn't understand him because he's Indian, which I thought was funny. Ah, maybe you get into a worse hole there. Yeah. She also laughed. So if she didn't understand him, it was a fake laugh. Right. Which I guess she does. She kind of has that really off-putting Hillary-style cackle that she does, either when mm-hmm. someone makes a joke or when she's made uncomfortable by someone attacking her. She tr- kind of tries to laugh it off. That wasn't what was happening here. The guy wasn't attacking her. But I am saying she probably has perfected the fake laugh in her political career, it seems like. She definitely heard him. I mean... Yeah, well, yeah. I think 100%. She heard what he said, and she thought it was funny. I don't care. Go ahead. But that, the point is that's not the standard they've set. When last we heard from Chelsea Handler, <laughs> I tried to think of a transition there. It's just not happening. Oh, no. Anthony Brian Logan is in our live chat, and he just said um, he just said that her family portrait looks like a Bollywood movie, so she definitely understood him. Oh, yeah. I forgot. She, she is, is half Indian. Indian. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. It's a conspiracy theory that Kamala Harris <laughs> is not an American black. Remember, that was That's clarified. True. It's a conspiracy theory pushed by the far-right Tim Pool. NBC News has informed me. When last we heard from Chelsea Handler, she was claiming her failed talk show on Netflix was not in fact canceled by Netflix, that she was voluntarily moving on to do some activism work. Oh, yeah. And uh, we doubted that claim at the time. But maybe it was in fact true because Netflix is bringing her back in an even more activistic role. The trailer for her new documentary on white privilege is called Hello Privilege, It's Me, Chelsea. And it was released this week, and it looks uh, impossibly terrible to me. Thank you for having me here tonight. My name's Chelsea Handler, 
and I am as white as they come. I'm filming a documentary, as you may or may not know, about white privilege. I'm clearly the beneficiary of white privilege. I want to know how to be a better white person to people of color. We need to talk to people who are white and stop asking black people to solve our problems. Do you think it exists? I wouldn't say it's totally non-existent, but it's not something that I see very commonly. When, I have to stop it there real quick. When have, when has, have white people generally ever asked black people to solve their problems? Does she just mean like solve white racism or what, what's the problem that she thinks the white community is asking the black community to solve other than problems that exist in the black community? Uh, I mean, she must be talking about, about white racism and privilege, right? Although I don't I, know when, maybe she's talking about this culture of like, asking a black person how to be a better ally. But then she mentions that later in the trail trailer. Hmm. I forgot. I stomped on her, um, her moment here. Cause she really stumps these white chicks about white privilege. Let me back would, it up a do you think bit. it exists? I wouldn't say it's totally non-existent, but it's not something that I see very commonly. But would you see it if you're white? I got caught with dime him. bags on me with my boyfriend, Tyshawn three times. And every time he was arrested and I was let go. It never occurred to me that it was a racial thing. White people have to have the conversation with white people. And so those are hard conversations. It's like talking about porn at the dinner table. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously at my dinner table, that would be fine, but. Lord have mercy. Here I come white people. Oh, geez. So it's coming uh, September 13th, which this, which is this Friday. It's Friday the 13th for Chelsea Handler. Let's You're hope gonna that's see not it, a, a bad omen. I might force myself to watch this, I hate to admit, just like I forced myself to watch the leather special by Amy Schumer. How much of your movie consumption is just to absorb the cringe? It's like uh, it's my favorite genre. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure this is finally going to be the shrill, childless, feminist old lady lecturing yeah. us about uh, social justice that will finally be a commercial success. This time, this time the talk yeah. show, Sarah Silverman, Michelle Wolf, they were all failures. This one is going to be the winner. I'd like to take this moment to remind everybody that this woman can vote. This woman can vote. <laughs> I am. Uh, I know you found her claim about Tayshawn to be hilarious. I'm curious for the details about those drug arrests, though. And I mean that genuinely. I, I just have a hard time believing that it's as simple as she described. The way I understand it is she's claiming that she and her black boyfriend were both arrested or, or uh, confronted by police for having the exact same drug amounts on them. And only her black boyfriend was arrested and charged. I find that believable. I really? Don't, Based yeah. On what basis? I don't know. I mean, there there is... I can't even believe that I'm saying this, but you know, mm. I've gotten out of a, a lot of stuff for being like a young white woman, you know? Well, maybe if, I guess I interpreted it to mean like they were together at the time, like physically together. And then maybe they arrested him and let her go. Yeah. Right. It, that sounds, that might be true. That seems crazy. Fact check. Me. Maybe, but I, mean, I, I didn't look it up, but it, it's, I think it's possible. That's true. If anyone wants to get to the bottom of the, Chelsea and her black boyfriend guy, uh, what these arrests actually looked like. I would be interested in that. If you, if you're so kind, send me an email. I mean, I don't think that this has much to do with race as it does, as it does to do as, uh, with, with female privilege. Like uh, you, you arrest true. a couple, you see like a, a pretty young white blonde girl 
and she's with this like thug ass dude and you're like Don't okay presume. <laughs> and you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna arrest the dude and let off the chick and then maybe she'll learn right that was teaching her a lesson yeah like you <laughs> got out of this drug arrest now get your life together hmm. and maybe he had and she went too. on to have several abortions so she made good on she the did. opportunity good for chelsea well i'll delay no longer i know everybody's really excited to uh to recap the town hall hosted on cnn on wednesday it was in new york city or, or new york somewhere in new york i assume new york city God, seven uh, hours how much of this did you actually watch the clips that we're about to show yeah <laughs> I, I i'll just be blunt ain't nobody got time for that okay nobody watched this entire thing you didn't i didn't the audience didn't nobody did Nobody did. And the ratings prove that, which I'll get to at the end. How did they cycle people out? Because I know people were, weren't standing for that long. So were they just bringing people up? For uh, a while, I, well, they certainly cycled out their moderators or their CNN personalities who were talking with these candidates in terms of the audience. I don't know. I assume they took breaks between uh, each candidate, something like that. Uh, who cares? Who cares about the details? <laughs> Nobody cares yeah. about this stuff. I just want to hear the crazy thing said. And it was the 10 Democratic presidential candidates who qualified for Thursday thursday's debate that's who all spoke we're not going to get to all of them but just some of the uh, interesting exchanges that happened starting with uh, bernie sanders who was asked about population control by some cat lady teacher feminist looking person and bernie's answer is we need to fund abortion in foreign countries because women there want them and they can't afford them here's what bernie said Human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Martha, the answer is yes. The answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions. And the Mexico City Agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world that are uh, that allow women to have abortions or even get involved uh, in birth control to me is totally absurd. So I think especially in poor countries around the world uh, where women do not necessarily want to have large numbers of babies and where they can have the opportunity through birth control to control the number of kids they have, something I very, very strongly uh, support. Okay. Uh, for context, the Mexico City policy blocks federal funding to international NGOs who provide abortion services or abortion consultation or abortion referrals my question is why bother with all why not just bomb these countries instead why, <laughs> seems like easier more cost effective population control yeah seriously uh but seriously speaking is there evidence that this is the case uh, are there desperate third world women who really want abortions and they're unable to get them because i thought the argument was if they aren't available if we get rid of planned parenthood and there aren't any planned parenthoods in a state women will just do them in the back alley with a coat hanger Are coat hangers, uh, not available technology in the third world. I, I that's not the that, spicy takes guy, <laughs> but that was the, that's the argument generally in this country. And I'm not even saying, you know, the service should or should not be available. But the premise is just, if it's unavailable, it will have no impact. Abortions will happen. They'll just be unhealthy. Well, here we're saying 
if abortion is unavailable, they are impossible to do. You've heard okay. it here. Two-part solution, one, bomb them. If not possible, two, distribute coat hangers. Yes, air airdropped little parachute <laughs> boxes of coat hangers straight from Target. Terrible. And I, um, I, I mean, just on abortion generally, I hate this control their own bodies angle. You, you notice how he, he puts yeah. that in there. Oh, well, in this country, women have a right to control their own bodies. Of course, I generally believe in uh, in bodily autonomy. If we weren't talking about, let's talk about bodily autonomy in terms of the fetus, which is a separate entity. Yeah. Uh, it's just an idiotic argument. And they use all these euphemisms to gloss over the actuality of what they're doing. Uh, it's, it really annoys me. Yeah. Yeah, if you care about bodily autonomy, you have to explain to me why the autonomy of the fetus is irrelevant in that consideration. And I'm not particularly satisfied by the arguments on that side of it. It's it's more selective in what bodies get autonomy yeah. and why. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is asked about nuclear energy, which, you know, I'm no energy expert. I'm not going to pretend like I have some knowledge outside my wheelhouse a little bit. But as far as I understand, nuclear is probably the most realistic non-fossil fuel-based energy source that we could develop. And indeed, we have, I'll get to it in a moment, but we have a significant portion, a significant portion of our energy is nuclear energy in this country. So, Elizabeth Warren is asked about uh, nuclear as a non-fossil fuel energy source. And she says, not only are there going to be no new plants under her presidency, but we're going to slowly wean ourselves off of nuclear. We're going to get rid of the plants that we have, presumably. But this is what she said. What is your opinion on the prospect of nuclear energy to help replace fossil fuels? And uh, what do the uh, risks outweigh any potential benefits? You rightly point out about nuclear energy. It's not carbon-based. But the problem is it's got a lot of risks associated with it, particularly the risks associated with the spent fuel rods, that nobody can figure out how we're going to store these things for the next bazillion years. In my administration, we're not going to build any new nuclear power plants. And we are going to how? start weaning ourselves off nuclear energy and replacing it with renewable fuels over, we're going to get it all done by 2035, but I hope we're getting it done faster than that. That's not that's not specific enough. We're talking about entire replacement of our our energy. How how yeah? What is she talking? talking about? Wind energy, solar energy. They're both worthless. What is she talking I, about? I was looking at a breakdown of of what our energy sources are, and just for reference, about eighty percent of U.S. energy comes from fossil fuels. So that would be yeah. petroleum, natural gas, coal. Eleven percent comes from the renewables you're talking about. And and half of that actually is wind, solar, or hydroelectric. So you're talking about a very small portion that are coming from wind and solar, if that's what she means. And the other half is biofuels. But I don't think they want us to do, be doing things like burning wood, for example, yeah. for energy. I'm guessing not. I'm guessing that's probably not that environmentally healthy either. And 8% of the total is nuclear energy. So as the technology... Um, currently exists, nuclear would be the plausible fossil fuel alternative. Wind and solar produce energy, of course, but we don't really have the battery technology to store the energy, which is the problem with those. In addition to needing like the entire state of California to be a wind farm right. to produce the energy necessary. Uh, and Fine. if you were, <laughs> I mean, better use for California, probably <laughs> at this point. If we were to eliminate nuclear, as she's describing, we'd have to double our current renewables just to replace the nuclear. 
So, okay, and then we're still back to square one where 80% of our energy is still coming from fossil fuels. Now, as far as the spent rods, uh, they, they are currently stored, as I read, mostly near the plants themselves. There has been an effort to build a, a mass storage facility in Nevada at Yucca Mountain outside of Las Vegas, but it's been kind of this ongoing political battle for years. Of course, you have, um, you know, there have been high-profile disasters like Three Mile Island and, and Chernobyl and Fukushima. But statistically, if this Forbes reporting is to be believed, nuclear is actually one of the safest and most reliable ways to produce electricity. According to this Forbes article from 2018, nuclear has by far the fewest deaths from accidents and pollution per terawatt hour of electricity produced as compared to coal, petroleum, biomass, right. and natural gas. So, you know... It, don't take my word for it. Investigate this sort of thing for yourself. I'm no expert on energy production. That's you know why I'm not making millions in energy production, as we'll get to in a moment. But it, it does strike me as odd that people who are, if if, let's put it this way, if the consequences of fossil fuels are as dire as you describe, like the world is at stake, then even nuclear catastrophe on the scale of Fukushima or Chernobyl would probably be a risk worth taking if the risk on the side of fossil fuels is annihilation of the human race or whatever it is. Like Beto's about to say in a moment that that fossil fuels are going to make El Paso and broad broad swaths of the of the Western Hemisphere uninhabitable. They won't support human life. I mean, if that's the case, then a localized nuclear disaster is actually not that high of a price to right. pay. Anyway, uh, I, I referenced the straws. Kamala Harris says uh, plastic straws are retarded. No, I'm just kidding. She says uh, <laughs> she says we have to ban them. This is what she says. Plastic straws adapt. are a big thing right now. Yeah. Do you ban plastic straws? I think we should. Yes. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. It's really difficult to drink out of a paper straw when you had if you're just like if you don't gulp it down immediately, it starts to bend. Yes. And, and then, you know, the little thing catches it. And then, you know, but, so we got to kind of perfect that one a little bit more. That's, so you'd ban it, but rely on innovation. I mean, we got we got it. Yeah. Innovation is, is a process. Oh, that uh, laugh. Yeah. She's so shrill. <laughs> the fake laugh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'm just going to laugh and laugh really move hard. Uh, for context, I looked this up too. Straws are 4% of plastic trash by piece and far less by weight. And the thing about Kamala Harris there is she almost gets it right for a minute. She's saying, hey, listen, innovation will take care of this problem for us. Yes, let's trust market innovation. Like If you can, if you can create a straw that, it, that costs the same or less money and has less environmental impact, generally consumers are going to want that. And I yeah, think the profit fine. motive in that industry is, is uh, 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 that's certainly sufficient to get producers of this product motivated to make something that's better and cash in on all the money. I certainly trust that market innovation, as I want to talk about later, to, uh, to, to solve these problems better than government coercion will. Yeah. Is it? Are you listening to yourself, Kamala Harris? Yeah, it's like innovation will solve this problem. Banning and forcing this and trying to do everything by gunpoint, less likely, less likely. Right. And then they wonder why Trump is so successful selling stupid Trump straws for like, I, I forget how much a box or how much a straw they cost, but they're expensive. And because people like to laugh at this crap. Unbelievable. The, the I've straws actually, thing. Uh, and nobody ever talks about uh, like comparatively the amount of pollution put out by other countries that aren't as environmentally concerned or aware as we are like if you look at the trash load coming out of china 
we just pale in comparison in terms of uh, plastic polluting the ocean, especially. Yeah. Um, and everybody cares about these fucking straws. It's like, I, it's just a huge virtue signal. It's pissing people off. Although I will say that I appreciate her bringing up the paper straw, which is a worthless product that infuriates me every time I use I've it. I've never tried to use it. Oh my God. If you, she's right. If, if I don't drink my ice latte in like eight seconds, then that straw is unusable. They're, they're using paper straws in Idaho. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. And my uh, local would, coffee shop has a rainbow flag on the outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all around town here, too. And uh, I was at a restaurant on Thursday, and they didn't give us straws with our water. And a friend I was with asked for a straw, and they said, oh, we only give them by request now. And fair enough, it's your restaurant. It's not the state of Montana who has ordered that, but I was a little, I guess I was a little surprised. But I, I don't care as much about what a, a business wants to do compared to what the state might order. Anyway. Ugh. Um, Andrew Yang, we were talking about this on Skype before we uh, went live. I think some of the coverage of him is a little bit unfair. No, he deserves what he gets on this one. You can you can argue the other side, I suppose. Um, I think uh, so. He's going to talk about vegetarianism and electric cars. The one redeeming quality I get out of Andrew Yang here is that it seems to me that he's still trying to achieve these things voluntarily. Maybe, maybe not. He's not exactly clear. He, he clearly wants to use government incentive or government money to try to get you to do certain things. But I hear him saying, I'm not going to use gunpoint to get you to do it. And I at least appreciate that in comparison. Here's, what he, has, here's what he has to say. Are we all going to have to drive electric cars? Um, we are all going to love driving our electric cars. <laughs> will we have to drive electric cars? <laughs> well, the, the, there, will, there will still be some legacy gas guzzlers on the road for quite some time because this is not a country where you're going to like, take someone's you know, like, clunker away from them. But you are going to offer to buy the clunker back and help them upgrade. Meat consumption, uh, beef in particular, is a major driver of no, climate change. Should, should Americans change their eating habits and eat less beef. You know, the UN just released a study that said we're going to be okay if the vast majority of the world goes vegetarian immediately. You see that? Nonsense. It's good for the environment. It's good for your health if you eat less meat. Uh, certainly meat no. is an extraordinarily expensive thing to produce from an environmental sustainability point of view. But again, this is a country where uh, there's a lot of individual autonomy. And so you can't force people's eating choices uh, on them. You, all you can do is try and shape our system so that over time we evolve in a productive way. Don't tell all the Jordan Peterson carnivores out there that they'll they'll swear. Seriously, by it. let's let this low T Asian tell us what will and will not make us a stronger country. <laughs> I it's, thought you kind of liked Andrew Yang, or is it just I did, Tulsi? But, no, I mean this is just this is all really stupid. Um, I think that that was a, a, okay. Let's go back to the the cash or clunkers. I thought that was a super eva- a really evasive, deliberately hmm. evasive. As in, he's not saying whether or not he's going to force you to turn in your car. Yeah, and then such an Orwellian answer, like no, but they're going to like driving the electric car. It's like well, we're going to make them, we're going to force them to make this their choice. That's what I took it. For. We're going to force them to make this their choice. Yeah. I, I can kind of see what you're saying. I, I was curious because, of course, we did try this. We tried government subsidy to trade in your old gas guzzler for fuel efficient cars or hybrids or whatever back uh, under Obama in what, like 2009. What is this? Uh, what does this article or this analysis say about that? Because they're saying it's a complete failure. Why? Why did it fail? Um, I think we've linked it below. But there was uh, these three economists from MIT and Texas A&M, which is a great school for economics, hmm. crunched the numbers and discovered that the cash for clunker scheme in 2009 was a failure, even by Keynesian standards, which is a focus on supply side economics rather than um, the 
how people uh, use their income to buy things. Sure. So the 2009 Cash or Clunkers program aimed to stimulate consumer spending in the new automobile industry, which was experiencing disproportionate reductions in demand and employment during, during the recession of uh, 2008. Exploiting program eligibility criteria in a regression discontinuity design, which sounds like gibberish, um, they showed that nearly 60% of the subsidies went to households who would have purchased during the two-month program anyway. So the majority oh. of it, are people are, are going to buy anyway. It's so, just people buying cars who say, sweet, free money on a deal I was already going to make, as opposed to people who right. were persuaded by the money. Right. The, the, yeah. the rest accelerated the sales by more than eight months. So it was people that either would have purchased anyway, or it just changed the time frame of the sales. Okay. So if I understand this graph in here, they're showing like actual total new vehicle expenditures. Okay. So it's just actual car purchases versus a counterfactual or a hypothetical of sales absent the program. Is that kind of what they're showing? Uh, yeah, I, I don't have it pulled up right now, but, but they hmm. thought initially that it was just going to shift the timeline, but they actually say later that it did more, <laughs> more than negate it. So they said the program's fuel efficiency hmm. restriction shifted purchases towards vehicles that cost on average $5,000 less. Oh, uh, so they said okay. it significantly reduced total new vehicle spending over the 10 month period. So it actually had a negative effect. It wasn't economically just, or environmentally uh, economically. Okay. Cause I guess, cause it was kind of a dual program at the time. Like let's get more efficient cars on the road and keep the car industry in business through this recession. Yes. Yeah, so we've already proven that it was a dismal failure. So, so what is Andrew Yang saying here i mean and and you've got to tell me you can't tell me that this doesn't have like the ring of a mandatory buyback it's, it's, got, it's got a mandatory buyback <laughs> they're gonna come to, to take it. your guns and your truck driving a prius that's yeah, what's really. gonna happen. well prius uh pre i is it plural pre i the prius uh the, the, i hardly see those on the road anymore are they kind of like out of style now or are they are they still making them the, the thing with the Prius was, wasn't the battery actually hugely environmentally destructive to produce or environmentally straining? I actually Something don't like know. that. I don't know. Prius drivers, don't be offended. I don't know that much about them. I do know about Mayor Pete, who says that this challenge uh, is, is possibly bigger than World War II in terms of our need to rise to the moment. Okay. Yeah. This is the hardest thing we will have done certainly in my lifetime as a country. This is on par with winning World War II, perhaps even more challenging than that. We've got to figure out a way to rally, and that means everybody from cities to farms to the federal government to the international community. I'm prepared to lead us to get that done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> friendly reminder that uh, 400,000 plus Americans died in World War II. I don't know what the climate change body count is yet. Uh, but even if you think we are actually all going to die in a hurricane sometime soon, and it's only a matter of time, and even if I grant this point that we're all supposed to sacrifice, that's fine. Uh, fair enough if you buy into the premises here. But I'm tired of being told to sacrifice by people who do not sacrifice at all. You can watch Pete right. Buttigieg walking around the Iowa State Fair, eating burgers and drinking out of straws while he's saying on CNN in a different interview with Allison Camerota that, to some extent, yeah, if you eat burgers and you drink out of straws, you're part of the problem, but you can be part of my grand solution here, too. And then, of course, he flies from Iowa out to New York City for this 
for this uh, to this podium to lecture us about this sort of thing. He's going to fly down to Houston to do the debate next week. All these people who supposedly believe that catastrophe or apocalypse is imminent, but have no problem uh, pursuing a much larger carbon footprint than the rest of us. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong about the science of the issue. It just means that I'm tired of being lectured lectured to by people who don't adhere to their own everybody though yeah Uh, everybody's tired of being lectured to and it's not just the hypocrisy like americans just in general reject being told what to do oh and earlier i have to correct myself or it's going to drive me crazy i said Hmm. keynesian theory is supply side it is demand side Ah, economics my bad thank Um, you so i I don't have to respond to the emailers who are going to come we will get emails and comments for people that (laughs) turned it off at that exact moment and went away because they were so mad that you mixed up (laughs) supply and demand side yeah sorry um but Uh, the only reason i remember the distinction actually is dating back to the ben shapiro jenk uger debate yeah because what did jenk call first of all keynesian Keynesian? i don't want to get that wrong keynesian or keynesian i've heard it both ways keynesian is what i've let's say keynesian that he called it uh, the recirculation of money. And he said to Google it, Google it, Keynesian that, economics, is that Keynesian one of the economics. Famous Google it. That's the recirculation oh. of money. You need to Google it. And if you Google that quote at the time, it just brought up like a transcript of the debate of Jack <laughs> saying it, which was a great moment. It's like yeah. one of my favorite moments in internet debate history. Uh, anyway, moving, moving on. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, this is what I referenced earlier. Beto says El Paso will not sustain human life soon. He doesn't give a specific timeline, but it's soon. My son, Henry, who's eight years old, when I was talking to him the other night, um, he asked me, Dad, if you win and you become president, we get to live in El Paso, right? And I said, no, if if we win the way this works, we would live in Washington, D.C. But he knew because I had told him about the warming that we face that our community will be uninhabitable, will not sustain human life along this current trajectory unless something dramatically and fundamentally changes. Uh, Well, first of all, anytime you hear a story about a woke eight year old, you can automatically assume it's false. Even Beto's can. Yeah. Uh, and even if this turns out to be the case, which I doubt it will, but hey, Beto is maybe an expert on the science and I'm not. Think of all the places that were uninhabitable to humans on this earth 100 years ago, 200 years ago, without technological advancement and climate control in your house, for example, heat it, yeah. cool it, that sort of thing. Market innovation got us beyond those obstacles. It was not government mandate. And lo and behold, extremely harsh places in the world, whether it's desert or whether it's Antarctica, or whatever it may be are inherently we, more difficult to inhabit <laughs> that's but now we've developed technology that makes it possible for scientists to be down there and right. study antarctica yeah it wasn't government mandate that got that thing that got made those things possible it was human innovation and market solutions someone developing the technology to make it happen basically instead of some the government holding a gun to someone's head and say I, make a spaceship i need one <laughs> well i don't know anything about making a spaceship shut up and do, do it do it yeah Uh, Of course, Joe Biden actually was, I say, mostly uneventful, relatively uneventful, uh, uneventful. But for two things, of course, the eye that we'll get to in a moment. Then he was actually called out by uh, this, I I assume, progressive activist. He strikes me that way. I I don't know who it is or what his role is, but he's someone who's very vigilant about his progressive climate change values. And he calls out Joe uh, for apparently going to have a fundraiser with a fossil fuel executive the very next day. Now, I know that you signed the No Fossil Fuel Money Pledge, but I have to ask, 
how can we trust you to hold these corporations and executives accountable for their crimes against humanity when we know that tomorrow you are holding a high-dollar fundraiser hosted by Andrew Goldman, a fossil fuel executive? He is not a fossil fuel executive, I'm telling you. He, he, he is not a fossil fuel executive. Oh, look at his self-righteous face. Well, apparently he is a, a fossil fuel executive, or at least in the general spirit of the term. Maybe not technically. Um, Biden denied that this Andrew Go Goldman fellow is a, a fossil fuel executive. Specifically, the guy is the co-founder of Western LNG, I believe, liquefied natural gas, right? Technically, he doesn't hold any executive role with the company, but that's sort of a distinction without a difference. Right. right? It's, it's like saying Bill Gates doesn't have an executive role in tech or with Microsoft. Well, okay. I mean, this guy is some kind of financial manager, too. It's not that he's strictly an energy but he clearly has a, a big-time role in energy production. So Biden gets all defensive about this. To me, the correct answer would be to stick up for it. Guess what? The Western LNG company probably makes millions of lives better with the energy that everyone's using. And I'd like to know about this kid. How did you get to this event? You came <laughs> from a college that's a ways away. Yeah. You probably used energy produced by a company that's very similar. So... No, he walked. Did you see how sweaty he was? <laughs> it may be. It was, it was his moment. He'll be forever remembered. I mean, if, if I could, if politics weren't a consideration, it's like, don't go on the defensive. Call this kid out as the hypocrite that he is. But yeah. that would be politically suicidal. For him, though, and I mean, he seems, to get, he seems to get support irrespective of his major gaffes. Like, maybe he could man up a little bit and people would still stand behind him. Hmm. Well, I, I do. I do think if Biden has any shot here, he's going to have to start taking some. As as I've been saying, like people need an affirmative reason to vote for a guy. But maybe these are these Democrats. You haven't put that theory to bed yet. I mean, I come it, on. I think it's usually true, but the rest of these Democrats are doing their best to disprove it. The point is, Biden is just not answering that fundamental question of like, why are you running? Why are you a good person to vote for? It's just, I think he actually had a moment where he was asked a question similar to that recently. And his go-to answer was, I really, really hate Trump. It's just not I think good his enough. wife said that too. Maybe it was, maybe it was her. I can't remember. Uh, She's like, we just need to, even if his policies aren't the best of all the candidates, we need to band together against Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Um, overall, nobody cared about this event. Uh, it actually was last in the cable news ratings on Wednesday at the five Seriously? to midnight, uh, five to midnight time slot. Fox averaged two and a half million viewers in that block. MSNBC averaged 1.7 million. CNN's town hall averaged 1.1 million. The next debate is Thursday night at Texas Southern University in Houston, eight to 11 PM Eastern. So nobody tuned in. And I guess I'm sorry for subjecting you to that, but hopefully you got some information out of it since I know none of you watched it and neither did we moving on actually not moving on. Cause I did want to say one thing about solutions before we do, because the, the obvious criticism is like, well, it's so easy to rip them, but what do you want to do? How would you solve this? Well, uh, as someone who is not an energy expert, not a climate expert, and of course, therefore a climate denier, even 1% skepticism about any of this stuff makes you a climate denier. But contrary to the smear merchants, I am not a climate denier. I would, in fact, prefer to have as minimal environmental impact as possible. These people do make me want to, I don't know, drive around in a horrendously fuel inefficient truck and just idle it blowing black smoke all over forever just out of spite but generally speaking <laughs> i actually do enjoy one of the things i love most about this state is a clean pristine wilderness environment right, yeah. so as a consumer 
Uh, as someone who appreciates that, I want to leave this world cleaner than we found it when we were born. As a consumer, I would certainly prefer to live my life in the way that I choose with the minimal environmental impact that's possible. But if you, if you force people to adopt things, odds are those things suck and they need to be made better. That's why you have to force people to do it because they suck. So the question is, how do we do that? And as I referenced earlier, it's a point Dan, Dan Bongino often makes, and he's right. If these people were energy experts at, on this town hall stage, uh, they would be in the energy industry. They would oh, be yeah. making profit. They would be developing new technology because they have that expertise. Government force, instead, they've just got the government gun, and they're telling someone else, make it better, do it my way. Government force will never provide a better solution than market innovation and consumer choice ever. And the person we mentioned this on Wednesday, but the person who discovers how to satisfy our energy appetite, whether it's how to heat your home or how to drive your car in a way that is basically uh, has no environmental impact or a smaller environmental impact. They're going to get so rich. Greatest fortune the world's ever seen. And I think that's plenty of incentive for the people who who have expertise in this in this world, in this area. To, uh, to develop that sort of technology. The point I'm making yeah. is trust freedom, trust interv- innovation, trust consumer choice. They, they act like everybody's out there wanting to rev their truck and pollute the air like I, like I was describing. They don't, actually, except for the spite motive. But generally speaking, they don't. They actually would prefer to be environmentally responsible. Government coercion is not the route, is not the route to get there. Well, it never so. is. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's the, the Nazi answer or whatever. But uh, let's see. Do you want to do, um, should we get to a clotted eye Joe before we take a break or should we take a break now? Uh, let's take a wee break. Okay. Um, 2A, Matt and I once made love at a CNN climate town hall. The atmosphere <laughs> got hotter and hotter. Mom, why are you texting me? <laughs> um, my dad just told me you have a giant booger. On your, oh, shut no. up, Dad. I, I, you're, I know you're lying to me. Uh, and that was before uh, we produced any emissions. CO2 is a great plant food. Our emissions were also good food. What is wrong with you people? Oh, my. That, that one continued. That was still you the same kept one. kept going. Yeah, mandatory wow. carry. Keep fighting, even though blonde scares me, as I should. I mm. am real Just scary. the way you want it. Yep. Uh, son of the other wolf. Where is the flannel? I know. He is wearing well, something different. Usually I go kind of with hoodies on the on the stream. Sometimes flannel. It's summertime. But yes, though. the the t-shirt is an odd departure. I'm not generally just in a t-shirt, but today I am. Deal with it. <laughs> People yeah. don't like change. I know. They it's get why hostile. I always wear my braid on the same side. It's for you guys. I guess I haven't noticed that, but yeah. I do. Mm. Um, ben Ritter. Hi, Matt. I sent you an alpha invite link via your website for the political boxing game I told you about last week. If you're still interested... Make sure it didn't get sorted into spam. Noted, Ben. Noted. Sure, thanks. Uh, Dakota Stanton, Trump's cat video had me in stitches. I don't know of what you speak. I don't know that reference either. Did he post a video or something? I don't know. I'm not on Twitter, so <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'll have to um, check it out. Silver Gunner said, did Karen Strawn ever make Chank his, hands, his ham sandwich? I oh, doubt yeah. it. yeah. I, I forgot about that. You'd have to ask Karen. <laughs> Black Magic, did you see Tulsi live on the Rubin Report before the show? Is she off now? I don't know, but I did see a ton of people were watching it. So good for Tulsi. That's, um, I know they're smaller tier candidates, but I believe that's three presidential candidates for Dave. So that's a pretty good accomplishment, all things considered. Good for him. The rest of this is gross. Somebody tell Uh-oh. her I can only get so hard. Now I need to wash some gym shot socks. Yes, that was a jerking <laughs> reference. Oh, God. High blonde. You song. absolute son of a bitch. I know they're watching right now because they're, <laughs> they're boomer texting me. 
in the middle mm -hmm. of the show. Um, Ethan Johnson, is there a dating site dedicated to conservatives also heading to Fort Jackson as my new station? Does anyone know of anything cool to do around Jackson? That's your question. I don't know about the conservatives. Is that Jackson, Mississippi? Jackson, Wyoming? There Fort are a lot of Jackson. Jackson. Oh, Fort Jackson. I don't know where that is, actually. Me neither. And there's Christian Mingle. Mm. Which probably serves as well. That's probably a proxy for conservatism, but yeah. not always. Daniel Bennington, feds say, we're here to buy your guns back. Me, sorry, I did a background check on you and you seem to have a history of violence and psychotic behavior. I'm prohibited from selling my gun to you. Oh, that'd be so funny. We should do it. I saw that one this week. I liked that. And uh, yeah, it's true. The, the, do you think the federal government would pass a background check? Highly doubtful. Um, Matt Eiler said, Blonde, what do you think of the new Tool album? Numa is a is pretty rad. I don't know how to say any of the song titles, so um, so I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. But I I've listened to it twice now, and I need to continue to listen to it. But I'm pretty sure it's awesome. Hmm. Every song is 11 to 15 minutes. It's, it's crazy. Wow. Um, What's the general consensus? I'm not a tool guy, but what, I don't know. Are... I try until I've listened to it three or more times. I try not to read any reviews. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm pretty sure everybody's going to think that it's it's fantastic. I, I'm really enjoying it. it. It's good work. They haven't released an album in 13 years, and they threw out a bunch of music that they mm. were like not satisfied with. So, um, Michael Lazari, while I'm enjoying the downfall of Think Progress, Brexit is hanging on by a thread. I'm starting to wonder if we're getting complacent and taking our victory in 2020 for granted. Thoughts? Mm. Yeah, it does seem like it's like it's not going well, like it's not going to happen. I. I don't know. I'm not super involved in um, in European politics. I, 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 I'm not like an expert on Brexit, but the general consensus seems to be that there's a lot of trepidation surrounding it. Like, I, I do think it's going to get executed. And I, I shirked Brexit this week. Not well, for two reasons. One, I have no I, I, I'm shooting from the hip every time I talk about UK yeah. politics. But two, without any spoilers, perhaps we may have a guest next weekend who could enlighten us on some Brexit things, but I certainly cannot name who this guest may or may not be because really? there's a high possibility this doesn't happen. You can tune in bearded tune in on Sunday to, tune in on Sunday to find out yeah. who doesn't show up. In which case I want to unleash the full force of this audience upon that person and seize him, we'll capture it. him, kidnap him, and bring him to me. Um, let's actually circle back to the remainder. Okay. Let me uh, grab a couple on Streamlabs. Reload here real quickly. And uh, see who's over on Streamlabs. This is boomer nonsense. Where did Matt get that t-shirt? I want one. T-shirt. Uh, Where? As a former California, I want one. Find out during the break, please. Four <laughs> if people are interested in the Save California shirt with the hammer and sickle or the New York one, they're made by 1776 United, who have a great selection of patriotic shirts. At 1776united.com, most YouTubers get paid to say that. I, however, do not. <laughs> I have to pay them for their shirts, but they're worth the money, and I like them, so that's fine. Wow, we got a lot of people over on Streamlabs. Let's nice. see here. Um, Mike Donovan says, Blonde, hang in there with uh, the Catholicism. I had to sacrifice my relationship with my lefty sister and mother to become a Baptist, and it was 100% worth it. Also, before the show, the live chat and I determined I was banned from chat uh, can I please be unbanned? Uh, Blonde C. Matthew 818 through 22 on the cost of discipleship. Real quick. Um, yes. If you if use you, caps, you, you're banned for life. No exception. Uh, generally, I am. Uh, I, I, I unban people when you email me. Find my email uh, on the website, macrosensemedia.com. Oh, that's how these people are getting back in here. But if you, it, you know, mm. 
for people who are genuinely abusive, yeah, I leave them banned. But if, if you know, if you said the wrong thing and you were too spicy, you made a joke, whatever, just send me an email. I'm more than happy to give second chances. And that goes for everybody. But a friendly reminder, if you just emailed me like, oh, I got banned in the chat. Can you unban me? 99.9% chance I will. If you email me with some BS about how like I'm, I've sacrificed my free speech principles and you're trying to lecture me, uh, 0.0% chance that I unban you. So I, I fully understand that sometimes it happens wrongfully. Assume good intentions for me, because Blonde's actually doing that, and I will happily assume good intentions for you. Yeah, That's I won't. And if you email me about it, I won't read it. So well, There you go. Smiling Archer says, the Chick-fil-A protesters warned the Toronto Chick-fil-A closed their doors today, probably never going to open again. Who knows? Would you two consider me, uh, meeting to do a live show similar to what Crowder has done. I assume that's sarcastic. The yeah. Chick-fil-A has not in fact closed. Uh, I would love to do something like that. It is technologically difficult and we'd have to have some staff assistance or somebody to help us out with that sort of thing, but it's possible in the future. And uh, we'll see how Blonde and I do with physical eyes actually looking at us. That would, that would make things more difficult and more scary, but perhaps we're up to the challenge. No, 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 okay, no, no, Maybe no, just never. me and you still Google chat in. Or whatever. No. Yeah. Or just not at all. All right. Fair. <laughs> uh, Smegma Bukaki 69 says, please wish uh, the Wonder Twist a happy birthday from me and Andrew. Well, happy birthday, Wonder Twist. These beautiful bitches are the queens of Melbourne, and they've been doing their part to end female suffrage in Australia and bring about the rapture blonde. I think you'd really like them. Well, they sound like your type of chicks. Good. Hang out. Uh, Phil calls Chelsea Handler a shapeshifter. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at Why? that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Redicus says, I know Bernie, if you want to control population, we may fulminate a communist revolution and cut off aid. It worked gangbusters in China and Russia on a serious note. The population bomb has been thoroughly discredited, discredited, and it was a farce at best. Uh, Fuximus. That sounds like bleep worthy, but it's F-U-X-I-M-U-S, Foximus. Matt and I once made love at a climate change town hall. It went on for hours, long after people stopped watching, but it did not go nuclear. We're safe about that sort of thing. Phil says, if the point is to kill more Africans, well, I gotta read this one, which is Bernie's goal, abort more Africans. Uh, here we go. If the point is to kill more Africans, why not just cut off foreign aid altogether? We wouldn't be on the hook for wasting more money in the population of that continent stabilizes. It's a win-win. False. Uh, this is false. I have to point this out, though. I made a video called Foreign Aid Does Not Work. The African population would uh, initially decrease and then stabilize, but in the long term, there would probably be fewer deaths. Well, isn't he saying that cutting off foreign aid would... Oh, so you're saying cutting off foreign aid would... Save lives. Save lives. I see. Okay. Renicus uh, says, fuck you, Pocahontas, I assume, referring to... Elizabeth Warren, the recycling of spent fuel has been uh, fully solved and is a non-issue. I'm glad that some people may have some more knowledge on this. I was unclear about what the risks are, but of course, I don't see people suffering in the U.S. due to the storage of spent fuel rods currently. Right. So you need to sit on the corner with your pointy hat. No, sit in the corner with your pointy hat. The other issue is the electric car scam can't be scaled to, fully, uh, to full replacement. So it's gas, hydrogen, or ethanol. And Phil says... <laughs> 
you can't criticize Andrew Goldman. That's the type of anti-Semitic criticism that uh, that's off limits. Apparently, uh, thanks to Jage, Paul Dog, and Donald Trump over on uh, D Live for supporting the show. Let's see if it'll allow me to open the treasure chest for you guys. Uh, the rear, the real Donald Trump is watching us. Right I think now. it's the real one. I think right. it is actually Donald Trump himself sitting on the toilet at the White House. <laughs> uh, it's it's Why telling me no on the yeah. It's telling me no on the treasure chest. But maybe I'll try again later, or sometimes it just randomly goes. So sit tight if you're over on D Live, and thanks hey, for hanging out. Live chat. Let me know if uh, Ruben is done with Tulsi Gabbard and what mm. our viewership is. Because as soon as I saw they were live and there were nine thousand people watching, I was like, oh, I figured some people might go over there. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, okay. Oh, I mentioned uh, we we haven't even got to clotted eye Joe yet because that's the other big part of this uh, this particular town hall that didn't go well for uh, for Joe Biden. So uh, during his time on the stage, his left eye became notably uh, or noticeably uh. flooded with blood. Uh, let's pull it up. Here's what that looked like. What are we doing? What's going on right now? You can kind of see it there at that angle. What are we doing? What's going on right now? Well captioned uh, from Joe Biden. Now it's speculated that Biden burst a blood vessel in his eye, something that is uh, common, and, common and usually harmless. It can be caused by straining or a giant poo, like you said, coughing or sneezing. However, it can also be linked to underlying health issues such as high blood pressure, diabetes, or the use of blood thinning medications. It can also happen from complications from using contact lenses. I don't know if Biden wears contacts or not. I have no idea. Biden's campaign so far has said nothing about the issue that I've seen or what caused it. I think they're just going to try to let this one slide and move along. Which is the appropriate way to deal with anything, with any PR blunder, is to not about, address it and move on. What about physical things, though? Because then it invites questions about health. Yeah, I mean, he's like a million years old. He's not going to dispel any health concerns. Like, mm. things happen when you're old. You can't be 76 and in perfect health, you know? It, objectively speaking, it could be just fine. It could be harmless, but it, you know, it does, you do start to wonder when someone is that advanced in age, what's going on here. And I don't know. I, I guess I could see both sides of that argument. I think I'd probably be more on the side of like, have his doctor come out and say something. I don't but care about maybe this. I'm wrong. I mean, but I do have a soft spot for Joe Biden. We've talked about this multiple times. I just kind of feel like he's a sad old man and I don't, I don't have any other feelings for him except for a deep pity. Isn't that awful? Well, he keeps gaffing it up in addition to what may be a health issue, but who knows? He keeps gaffing it up and uh, he was talking about last weekend shooting in Odessa and Midland, Texas. So he's campaigning in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I don't even know if this counts as a gaff because I think he might actually be sincere in what he's saying. And by gaff, I guess I mean mistake. This might be 100% intended and articulated in exactly the way he wants. He's campaigning in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and a reporter asks him about whether, whether Americans should be discouraged by political gridlock on the issues of climate change and the Green New Deal and also gun control. And Joe Biden responds saying, it's irrational that we don't ban, quote, magazines that hold multiple bullets. What do you say to Americans who are just frustrated, who don't believe this political process is actually going to be able to do anything? Well, it has to do something. Look, it's about time the president of the United States denial. It is irrational, with all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing. The idea that we don't have 
elimination of assault-type weapons, magazines that can hold multiple bullets in them is absolutely mindless. It what? is no violation of the Second Amendment. It is uh, it's just a, a bow to the special interest of the gun manufacturers in the NRA. So magazines. Wait, wait, wait. Did he just straight up advocate for one bullet magazines? Or just, I mean, at that point, the magazine is unnecessary. Oh, yeah, because you can just load the single bullet. That's the whole point of the magazine. So So, no magazines. If that's what he meant to say. Yeah. I mean, for those who are not gun inclined, literally every magazine holds multiple rounds. That is the whole point of a magazine. So pretty much every gun has one. Pistols have one. Okay. The cylinder in a revolver is the functional equivalent uh rifles have them even bolt action rifles uh have an internal magazine usually holding something like five this rounds was a gap or that he knows this uh I, I i don't doubt that he knows absolutely nothing about guns i mean he's the yeah, guy who but, says but i don't know anything about guns and i knew that i mean that's probably knowledge that the general public has you would think if you know if you've ever played Call of Duty, you would understand some of these concepts. I mean, even even uh, a lever action rifle or a pump action shotgun technically have magazines. Yeah, and, you know they're they're tube fed. So I mean, at this point, you're talking about banning basically. What do you get? Double Joe Biden does like his double barreled shotguns, as we've heard before. Just you get a double barreled shotgun, no magazine. You just load those up and you fire it from your porch in violation of Delaware law. Buy a shotgun. Buy a shotgun. I, I guess if he is sincere, Joe Biden just wants you to carry a pocket full of rounds and and, and manually load them into the chamber into the with chamber, each yeah. with each shot, uh, or just I guess take all take all the guns would be the the final answer. I don't know. I wish I could get more explanation from that, but uh, but that's that's what he said, and I presume that's what he meant. Speaking of other gun issues this week, um, oh, before we move on, I did get a pertinent um, super chat that I should probably mention now. So uh, go back. Uh, this is from Chris Buckley, a generous donation. Thank you. Ah. Um, subconjunctival. I probably mispronounced that. Hemorrhage huh. associated with contact lenses. Ninety-nine out of a hundred are completely harmless. And my dad just texted me and said the same thing. So, huh. this, does he there's wear a 90, contacts? I, there's a ninety-nine percent chance that this is a benign, like hmm. not related to some underlying health. Well, condition. I guess all the more reason why wouldn't you just why wouldn't you just say that? Why wouldn't you just say like? Because yeah, then it's... it sounds like he's moving into defense mode. I would just yeah, not address but, it. Nobody should ever address anything. Do they just don't address anything? But ever. he went defensive on Andrew Goldman. Yeah, but that's but somebody, that was was, somebody asked script, him directly and off, it was off script. Yeah. Well, I guess what was interesting about that moment too, is he appeared, I guess, unaware. I, I guess I'm surprised that his staff would set him up that way, that you're going to go literally from the climate town hall to event fundraiser or fundraising event with, uh, with, with uh, natural gas guy. It's kind of brazen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It it seems like his staff don't really have a guiding philosophy because he does go from like saying nothing at all to getting really defensive. It it's hard to gauge what their what their philosophy on these sorts of on these strategies are because it just kind of seems all over the place. Yeah. And thanks for the information and supporting the show. I mentioned an update in the uh, Odessa and and um, Midland shooter from last weekend and the shooting. Well, the updates, uh, the information in the updates are not very convenient for uh, the particular or the preferred narrative for most media outlets. And so this story has all but disappeared and you won't hear anything about it anymore. But it's now uh, coming out that the shooter was previously deemed mentally deficient by a local court, mm. which caused him to fail a background check previously. If you fill out a form 4473 when you buy a gun at a dealer, 
it uh, specifically asks you if you've ever been adjudicated mentally defective. Right. And apparently that was the case for him. He failed a background check in that attempted gun purchase, didn't get a gun at the time, I presume. It's also reported, though, that the shooter obtained his AR-15 from a private seller. Investigators are now tracking down this person to determine who the seller was and what he knew at the point of sale. If the seller knowingly sold to a prohibited person, someone who's mentally deficient or has a criminal record, for example, or any number of factors, then that seller actually potentially faces federal charges. And investigators are speculating now, as is some of this reporting, that that may happen, although we don't know who it was. And, And the crime, strictly speaking, is knowingly sold to. A prohibited person. Yeah, so it'd but have if to be, you don't ask the proper questions, uh, that is, it's, he's definitely going to get charged or something for that, right? It's legally gray because the law strictly says knowingly sold. But, you know, I. But regardless, this is a failure of existing law. Correct. Yeah. It, it's a failure of existing law. So it's hard to argue that additional laws on top of it are going to, uh, would have solved the problem. So poof, this story is gone. You'll You're never right. Hear I it. have not heard anything this week about no and and there wasn't uh as far as i've seen there wasn't a clearly established way to assign like a conservative political motive to him this guy was crazy last sunday i was asking do we know if he's mentally ill or not of course we had this this court decision and this this uh failure on a background check but also i don't think we mentioned this on sunday he was on the phone with the fbi for like 15 minutes saying crazy we, stuff. We didn't know that yet. And I don't and think just so. During the show, we found out that he had been fired from the job. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so we just didn't have all the information because it was an ongoing story. So this guy had some clear mental issues, which uh, I so- said, and I was, I was criticizing the comments for this because I said, you know, there's no other known motive. He didn't have a manifesto. This doesn't seem like an organized crime. He'd been fired earlier in the day. I bet this is a mental health issue. And everybody's like, you're saying because he didn't have a manifesto. This <laughs> a ma-. Well, yeah. It turned out to be the case. But yeah, I, I agree that we should avoid assigning that label without substantiation. Yeah. But now we have substantiation. Uh, and, and I uh, like to just jump to conclusions. Of course, you wouldn't yeah. be you if that wasn't. <laughs> you wouldn't be you if that wasn't the case. And you didn't hit more than you miss, I would say. There are some misses, but there are a lot of hits. I have to One hoax hate. Come on. Yeah. Well, Walmart made some big news this week uh, because Walmart yeah. responding to the El Paso shooting. And I guess there was another shooting in what was it? Mississippi or yeah, Miss, uh, uh, yeah. South Haven, Mississippi. I didn't even hear, I about, didn't even this hear about it. It was in July, the end of July. Yeah. So there was a and that was like a workplace shooting. Mm-hmm. Like some guy got mad at Walmart where he worked and just went and shot up the place. Right. Well, in response to these shootings, Walmart is saying it will no longer sell certain types of ammo or uh, handguns in Alaska where they they still sold handguns, apparently. On Tuesday, uh, the Walmart CEO, Doug McMillan, made this announcement. And uh, the statement that he released is is purely idiotic. So he says, quote, after selling through our current inventory commitments, we will discontinue sales of short barrel rifle ammunition, such as the 223 caliber and the 556 caliber that, while commonly used in some hunting rifles, can also be used in large capacity clips on military mm. style weapons. Uh, first of all, this is a little bit of a, of a specific point, but the shooter at, at the El Paso Walmart did not use an AR. He did not use either of these calibers. He used an AK. I also, oh, the other thing they announced was that there, you can't open carry in Walmart anymore. So I don't well, think that this might shoot- have been because of that other story too. 
the guy in Missouri, mm-hmm. the one guy who, yeah, the, the controversial story that the, you know, people have a lot of strong opinions on. Uh, the point is, obviously, this is going to this would have done nothing for the El Paso shooter. He didn't use the type of ammo they're banning uh, or not selling. I, I want to be precise, not banning, but not selling. And um, and of course, do you think he would have obeyed a no open carry sign? Right. I, I'm not clear. Are they saying you can't concealed carry in Walmart anymore either? No, I'm not clear on you that. You just can't open carry. Just no open carry. OK, uh, to the statement, though, uh, short barrel rifle ammunition What's that? It's not a thing. It's just rifle ammunition. You can shoot it out of a short barrel or a long barrel. Short barrel rifles are already heavily regulated. I mean, you have to have a tax stamp to get that. That's a whole conversation outside of this, but it doesn't have special ammunition. You can shoot 5.56 or 2.23 out of an AR with a 10-inch barrel or out of an AR with a 20-inch barrel if you want. It's the same ammunition. Uh, the, El pa- the El Paso shooter didn't use these calibers and large capacity clips. It's not a thing. Uh, they're, they're magazines. I know that's another technical point, but it just goes to show that the people who are making these policies have no understanding of what they're talking about. But shouldn't they have somebody that does vet them? Not very hard. This was a public statement. Uh, apparently not. Nobody in the uh, Walmart uh, corporate office who understands this at all. The other thing about this, though, because I know that the clip versus magazine thing is just kind of a technical point that doesn't there's not a lot of substance there. But the substance here is that any ammunition can be used in so-called high capacity magazines. It's just a matter of configuring the magazine and the firearm. There is no such thing as ammunition that's meant for a high capacity magazine. Some two, two, three and five, five, six chambered rifles or weapons for that matter. They're bolt action. They have internal magazines. They don't have high-capacity magazines. Some a- and ARs, of course, have detachable box mags. But it's just nonsense oh, to say that some... So you can just switch out magazines based on the, the type of rifle? Depending on what the weapon's configuration is. But there's, huh. no, there's no such thing as like a, an ammo that is meant for a detachable box magazine in the way that they're describing. Okay. Like there are detachable box magazines, but they fit all sorts of calibers. And if you didn't have one that fits a certain caliber that you want, it's possible to manufacture such a thing or configure such a thing. To the other point on the military style weapons, I don't even know what that means. There are plenty of weapons that fire these calibers that are not ARs. I assume you just mean black plastic. Okay. But so if I get a Ruger mini 14 and it's made of wood, (laughs) <laughs> but it still shoots two two three semi-automatic. That's not military style, I suppose. Uh, additionally, as I mentioned, Walmart will stop selling handguns in Alaska. That was the only state where they did, and they're going to stop se- selling handgun ammo overall too. So you can't buy, oh say, gosh, nine millimeter forty five three eighty. You can't buy handgun ammo at Walmart anymore. So I guess the question they're saying we're only selling hunting rounds. Okay. Well, what happens when someone buys a whole bunch of 308 and throws it in an AR10 and goes goes and does a mass shooting with by the way, what is a higher caliber cartridge? Your standard AR is shooting a, a fairly small round. The point is they're they're so terrified of the standard 223 556 round. Uh, and I use them interchangeably. I know people will get mad at me for saying I know they're not identical. You can save your email, but for the purposes of this discussion, the point is your hunt, your average, no, nobody's really hunting big game with that round. Yeah. You're hunting big game with a larger caliber round, which Walmart will still sell. What happens when you throw that in one of those high capacity magazines that it's not meant for, I guess in a rifle that it's not meant. That's not a hunting rifle, even though it shoots a hunting round right. as you've defined it. <laughs> is, is that, is that safer? I, I don't know. The, the, 
I want to be clear that like Walmart can sell what it wants or not sell what it wants. I'm not trying to get them regulated and force them to sell this crap. I just think that their decision is completely idiotic and based on reasoning that has no understanding of firearms or ammunition whatsoever. It's just a pander point. Either that or they, some people have speculated that maybe they're worried that if a mass shooter's ammunition could be traced back to them that in the future they'd be held maybe legally liable for such a thing or at least politically liable that is to say if you could trace it we're worried that people will boycott walmart then so they'd just rather not deal with it fair enough you and i were talking about whether this is a good thing or a bad thing i see this as a huge boost to to small business small gun shops small ammo suppliers no Uh, i mean i agree with you there but i i want guns and ammo to be more accessible to the general Hmm. public so i think this is probably a bad thing and because there's such a huge corporation this might set precedent like social precedent well i i don't see this curbing the appetite for the product if anything i think these increased crackdowns are going to make people want to buy more guns and ammunition it's a question of who's going to sell them yeah that's true there are nearby towns that the walmart is the only thing in town they they do exist. I mean, I was mentioning too. I, I we went to Walmart for some cheap crap. I don't know within the last couple of months, and I just you know I was there, so I figured I'd check out what they have in terms of guns and ammo. It was crap. They, they don't have anything good there. The prices weren't even that good, even for ammunition. The so firearms were crap. Yeah. I don't know anyone. I I don't I don't know anyone in this town who shops at Walmart for their guns and ammo. But to your point, there might be that guy in some small town someplace where it's like this is all I got. You know, well, but, prices will go up too. Uh, because of Walmart exiting the market, perhaps I don't know what their percentage of supply is, but if they're reducing the supply in a meaningful way, then the, the prices. I don't think Walmart will reduce the supply though, necessarily. Like, there's still demand in those communities for that product. It's just who's selling it, right? And yeah, the suppliers but, are still making it. If if the supply is reduced though, and it's not replaced by small a smaller market. Hmm. Um, then the price will go up. Yeah. Well, bummer for you if you're, you know, buying your life-saving defensive ammunition at Walmart, but I guess you'll have to deal. Uh, last, well, I got a couple more things on the gun front real quick. Uh, the debate on Thursday might not be the most interesting debate this week. It might actually be Ted Cruz and Alyssa Milano who have agreed to host a quote, civil debate on gun control what? after, yeah. After a Twitter spat this week, you can read the uh, Twitter thread in this article. I have not actually uh, seen any information on a broadcast of this debate. I don't know if it's actually going to be publicly viewable, but if it is, I certainly want to tune in. And uh, if people find information on how I could view this Ted Cruz v. Alyssa Milano gun debate, I would be happy to see it because I want to see it happen. And lastly, on the gun front, we have the first prosecution after the federal bump stock ban the trump executive order or the the way the justice department redefined bump stocks as machine guns and banned them there's actually a guy who's facing a charge now what are the details on this oh um yeah an indian dude which i thought that was very very interesting it's a big day for indian dudes we still have one coming up in the uh we have one coming up in the chick-fil-a segment too. oh yeah that's true his name is a jay dingra so mm. I assume that he's an Indian dude. Um, a Texas man arrested for owning bump stocks, uh, a bump stock device. He also had a handgun that was illegal. Um, really? This is a kind of editorial, but the rifle-toting Texan came to the attention of the U.S. Secret Service agent last month after he fired off an email towards uh, the George W. Bush Foundation, telling them 
the former president to send one of your boys to come and murder me, according to federal prosecutors. Huh. So it turns out that he has been diagnosed with schizophrenia. He told authorities this. He had been involuntarily committed to a psychiatric facility in the past, and he was barred from owning firearms. Oh, so, so think, it might be related to that, to his psychiatric hospital. Admission. Oh, it definitely is. They also yeah. took his handgun and I think like a, a hundred rounds or something like that. But the point is they are, they are in fact charging him with possession of a machine gun, not just being a prohibited yes. person, right? He's being charged. Including possession of a machine gun and making false statements to acquire a firearm. So he must have okay. about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so he must have lied on the form or something. Yeah. Just to remind everyone, I know not everybody cares about this sort of thing, but even just from a constitutional property perspective, what the checks and balances between the legislative and executive branches, just to remind you, even if you don't care about guns, the Trump administration has extra legislatively redefined the definition of legally owned property to illegal property, machine gun in this case, redefined that definition in the law of machine gun to include bump stocks, even though a bump stock just a piece of plastic, a piece of plastic. It is not yeah. a machine gun under the legal definition. Machine gun means multiple rounds per single trigger function. That's not what this is. And so the Trump administration has now used this dubious process of just the justice department redefining things to fit existing laws passed by Congress to slap a guy with potentially 10 years in prison for having a piece of plastic. That's what we're talking about. Well, that's absurd. He's already getting the firearms charge illegally owning which a it sounds like he was deserving of if that's what happened I right guess. and making false statements or, to acquire a firearm it's like or I, at least I a faithful see. execution of the existing right. law let me put it that way yeah yeah uh, so why is this necessary uh, to put him in jail for an extra 10 years i suppose on top of the other the other stuff uh but potentially i don't really understand bump stocks but he he could have fit the handgun that he owned with the bump stock no uh generally so, no so how how could they possibly say that this is possession of a machine gun? Because it, it attaches to that AR that he had. Oh, okay. And it would modify it, again. You know, it, on it, on the AR, it makes it behave sort of machine gun like. Hmm. But it is not, in fact, a machine gun as defined by federal law. They've just yeah. said that it counts as one. I don't like this, I mean, especially when he had already been captured by a faithful execution of the law. Hmm. Uh, the, uh, if you care about the legal challenge against the bump stock ban, as far as I understand, that is still ongoing. So, uh, I'd, I'd be interested to see what happens to this guy. For example, if the bump stock <laughs> ban gets struck down as improperly implemented or unconstitutional or whatever in the meantime, uh, but we'll have to wait to see an answer on that. I'm laughing because the live chat's calling him a Hindu Dindu. <laughs> well, he actually didn't do at least in this, in this one regard, I, I, I don't know about the rest of his psychiatric issues, but on the bump stock stuff, I have to stand, uh, against that sort of thing again, just because of property rights too. the idea that the government yeah. can declare your, what if, what if they think of it in the climate change context? What if they just declare your gas guzzler as an assault car tomorrow and they redefine yeah. it as an assault car? It's a problem. But to yeah. be clear, he did make a false statement to acquire. Yes. And I won't defend that. I'm just no. saying that the idea that. In any of that prior to last year, prior to this year, it was illegal, a, a piece of plastic that was legal to own. Mm -hmm. The idea that just that piece of plastic, even detached from the firearm, is now not only considered a firearm, but a machine gun is, is absurd. And again, if you don't care about guns, it's just seizing property that you legally owned yesterday based on some DC redefinition of terms that make today. you a criminal today. Mm -hmm. That's you don't want to set that precedent. Yep. 
Okay, uh, but moving on to the more interesting thing, I think, to most people, which is the Chick-fil-A protest, uh, unless you want to take a break. But I we think should we, take, could... we should take a small break, I okay. think, um, because we're kind of hanging behind, and I don't want to sure. have a huge segment at the end, but let's just do like a few minutes. Uh, yeah. Glorious Laser Chicken, uh, love your safe California shirt, Matt. I, too, hope that my home state is safe from its current nightmares so the rest of the country will stop laughing at us. We won't. Um, Big well, cheers Red and good Doggy. Luck. In regards to French fries, a wide man, a wise man, a wide man, <laughs> a wise man once told me 425 for 425 Chick, Chick-fil-A <laughs> should take heat. I, I don't understand. If it's, a, it's a very inside reference. So as I mentioned, he was actually my friend, uh, Big Red Doggy, friend of the show, was actually here throughout the week. And uh, and we on Monday night on Labor Day, we did some grilling. And I made some, what did we make? Was it, uh, I forget if we made tater tots or fries. No, we made waffle fries, in fact. Ugh, yeah. Monsters. But the thing is, with all oven baked fries at your, you know, in your home, the rule is 425, 425. So set your oven to 425 degrees, put them in there for 25 minutes. I don't care what the bag says. I don't care what the box says. Don't care what the instructions say. They're always not enough. They leak, they come out soggy. 425, 425 always you get the best fries out of your oven every time mark my words noted yeah uh, i don't think i've ever made fries at home um <sighs> you're missing out andrew pollock says matt great choice in car i have a 2013 304 hp 340 torque those are all words got back he's from the honeymoon talking about the car specs oh. i assume he's talking about a, a fellow subaru person yeah lesbians he's uh, also a lesbian yeah got back from the honeymoon three weeks ago where i didn't kill my wife and our six adopted children just joking uh, wife's car was stolen last night. <laughs> South Burbs of Chicago sucks. We're moving to oh say the least. Law. Well, good wow. luck. I wish I would have read that through before I made a really. That was a detailed super chat. It had a lot of references <laughs> and jokes and then very serious points too. So I feel sorry. bad about laughing at them. I've got to read these through <laughs> yeah. so I can yeah. work on my own comedic timing, but I'm really sorry about your car. Yeah. And good Chicago, luck. Chicago, man. Hmm. Um, Richard E. Normus says, please invade Canada. Give us your constitution. Then leave. Noted. <laughs> Sounds hooligan. about right. Missed the last couple live shows, was hiking around Iceland and Norway. Highly recommend cool. if you haven't been. It was nice to be away from the news for a while, but I kind of missed you guys. Keep the good work. Cool. Thank you so much. Sock Puppet Joe, watching the Handler special makes me almost wish Hillary had won and we went to war with Russia. <laughs> Get it over with already. Kevin yeah. Flanagan. Uh-oh. No. No. Kevin. Too far? Too far. Uh, Nancy Muncie. Um, find it. Thanks for ruining my childhood puberty book. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I guess. Oh, is it, that is it referencing that or something? I don't. I guess I didn't realize the title was a reference. Uh, yes. Mm. Uh, or her other show was. Who are you there, Ch God? It's me, Chelsea. Didn't she? Wasn't that oh, her other show? did she have that too? I don't know. I don't know. Google it. Uh, uh, I don't care enough about Chelsea uh, Handler. Stan says, "You know damn well Chelsea played the female victim card and sold out." Taste Sean was that his name? <laughs> In a heartbeat, saying it was all his, and and he forced her to help and cue the tears. That's also that, probably true. That definitely could be a plausible explanation. I wonder he if that is in fact me. the case. Yeah. Uh, Allie and Veritech, glad to catch you live. Caught in the hurricane. I find it funny that Clitless had to get some side sausage, <laughs> and maybe she's also just frustrated, not just bitchy. That is a phrase I've never heard. Side sausage. No, just just Clitless had to get some side sausage. That's. <laughs> That is very Blondian. That's very Blondian phrasing. I appreciate that. Uh, don't speak like me, young ladies. Mm. Unfeminine. A-H-N-C. All hat, no cattle. This is going to be the last one for a little while. 
Um, I've had seven plus hour live streams attended by at least 10 to 15 people. That has to be more than twice the number of people who sat the entire seven hours for the <laughs> CNN climate crisis debacle. That was my first reaction when I heard yeah. that. I'm like, seven hours, so boring. I would never watch this whole thing. I yeah, I, I, I would like to meet anybody who actually sat through the whole thing. I want to see what kind of person does that. It's either like you know, some ultra nerd or it's somebody with an appetite for cringe far beyond even, even yeah. mine. I have to tap out at some point. Let's uh, check up with Streamlabs briefly and then we'll get to Chick-fil-A. Let's see. Uh, Boogeyman917 says, first time sending Super Chat on Streamlabs, YouTube kept censoring me and will only let me send $2 Super Chats. I didn't know that, but huh. yes, welcome over to Streamlabs where they don't censor you and they don't take any of, uh, they don't take 30% of your money either. And we won't was, censor you either unless you're Kevin Flanagan. You can outspice us, but we have a pretty high threshold, certainly higher than Susan WikiWiki. <laughs> I was trying to type my nickname for Il Ilhan O'Hor. <laughs> that makes her sound Irish. He even put the apostrophe <laughs> in there. Ilhan O'Hor. I like it. But YouTube didn't like that. Anyway, love the shirt, Matt. Well, thank you. As I mentioned, 1776 United. You can get your own. They get, they're getting free publicity today. Maybe they'll hit me up for a deal, a sponsorship deal or something. Uh, Smegma Bukaki says, hey, Matt, I fucked up la my last message. It's, a, it's the Wonder Twins, not the Wonder Twist. Oh, I see. Happy birthday to the Wonder Twins. Uh, AKA Ginger and Merrily XOXO PS Damith is a faggot. I don't know who Damith Damith Damith. Anyway, happy birthday to the wonder twins, Ginger and Merrily. Uh, Redica says, I'm glad I stopped going to Walmart. I still don't know how they can see this as good P a good PR move with a populace that is largely pro gun. Also, there is a gun that did, uh, that didn't have its origin Oh, is there a gun that didn't have its origin outside of military use? Guns are weapons of war. Generally speaking, I mean, that's what's interesting. It's like, well, what, what's a weapon of war? A lot of people collect historical firearms that were weapons of war. Right. Generally, you know, of, of course, there are meaningful distinctions between like your off-the-shelf AR and say your military issue M16 or M4. But yeah, generally private firearms developers make guns and the military solicits bids and tests them and says this one works awesome let's let's do this one it's it generally it hasn't been well maybe I, I shouldn't misspeak i don't know the history of some of the older firearms but at least presently it's private manufacturers innovating in the u.s military and other world military saying yeah we like that one we'll buy a bunch it's not the government itself doing the development but perhaps that wasn't the case in the past anyway point is valid that's what i'm trying to say and uh let's get on to um to Chick-fil-A, which is the other big story to talk about tonight. We got Chick-fil-A and the transgender runner in my neighborhood. Um, thank you to uh, our top contributors over on DLive, Jage, Paul Dog, and Donald Trump. Appreciate you guys supporting over there. So there's a new Chick-fil-A in Toronto. Uh, tell me about the details here, like what's going on with the Chick-fil-A, and then we'll watch the news report with all the freaks. Oh, so many freaks. Um, so there's a new Chick-fil-A, as you just mentioned. They're opening 15 restaurants in Toronto over the next five years and LGBTQIAABBQ the ALT. alphabet mafia yeah as they're called yeah and animal activists got together in Toronto to try to prevent customers from dining at this grand opening um they staged a die-in a form of protest in which an activist lays on the ground motionless as if they were dead David Hogg did this at a public store I remember that yeah um they also chanted slogans such as hey hey ho ho homophobia has got to go. It doesn't really have a ring. You can it. also go. 
You yeah. Know, hey, hey, ho, ho, you are free to walk away and do something productive with your life. We'll hear it in a You're moment. You're almost as bad as this. At, at this th- as that's true. Actually, I think that was a better chant than theirs. <laughs> Um, so I guess they're protesting because Chick-fil-A has, uh, the, the CEO, Dan Cathy supported traditional marriage between a man and a woman. They're also upset about the company donating to a uh, fellowship of Christian athletes and the Salvation Army. They're mad about the Salvation Army. Yeah. Cause that's too Christian or what? Yeah. The Salvation Army is a controversial charity now. Really? I guess so. Even though it helps all the hobos. Well, this is, this is, uh, Anything that anybody, like any organization that generally believes, yes, the two-parent nuclear heterosexual household is generally associated with the best outcomes. That's a hate message now. It's like everything has to be a genderqueer commune. You have to endorse that fully. Oh, or it's a hate. Terrible. If they're labeling the Salvation Army as a hate organization, we really have come a long way. Yep. I, I, what are you going to do? Yell at the, the jingle, the, the guy with the bell at Christmas? Fuck you, bigot, and you kick over his his. I mean, I'm with them. I also don't like the Salvation Army because they provided all the social services for uh, where I used to live in Seattle, and so there was just oh. like a massive bum encampment there. And I'm like, stop helping these people. So they enable it, you say? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, that's. I thought they were hateful. Why are they enabling leftist degeneracy if they're so hateful? I agree. Okay. Well. uh it looks like the restaurant, the grand opening of the restaurant was pretty well attended despite the leftist protesting. But here's what the protesters, well, and the people eating at the restaurant looked and sounded like. Hey, hey, ho, 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 ho. Brandishing signs like cluck off and Chick-fil-A abusing people and animals, protesters expressed their outrage over the opening of the first Chick-fil-A in Toronto. No chicken is worth my life. No chicken is worth my dignity. The group gathered here say the U.S. fast food giant has given millions to anti-LGBTQ organizations and is a proponent of conversion therapy. Oh my in God. fact, in 2012, the company's president spoke out against same-sex marriage, saying he was in favor of the biblical definition of the family unit. This is not about fried chicken. This is about something so much bigger than that. This is about social justice. This is about hate-fueled values. We are known for being the most ethno-racially diverse city in the world. Torontonians love diversity. We don't love Chick-fil-A, and we're just here to let people know who maybe didn't know about Chick-fil-A's horrible human rights record. Still, as much as protesters made their concerns clear, customers waiting in line wouldn't be deterred from sampling the cuisine. It was so good. Chicken's amazing, guys. Eat more chicken. (laughs) Delicious. Really, really good. When I heard uh, Chick-fil-A's opening in Canada, I got so excited and glad to be part of day one. Meanwhile, the operator of the Young & Bloor franchise issued this message today. We respect people's right to share their opinion and want all Torontonians to know they are welcome at Chick-fil-A Young and Bloor. Our focus is on offering a welcoming and respectful environment, and we encourage people to give us a try. And no matter how loudly people protest, Chick-fil-A says it plans to open 15 more locations in the GTA over the next five years. And, and why is that? Is it because Torontonians actually do enjoy chick-fil-a contrary to what that weird drag queen said yeah seriously uh they Hmm. must otherwise they i mean i'm sure they did a bunch of market research before they opened decided to open 15 stores in the city so they knew there were more people that wanted to know let's dump a bunch of capital into a place that hates our chicken and will refuse to consume it yeah yeah yeah. it's it's just insanity i mean dude your initial reaction was like oh just a bunch of white liberals pretending to say that they know what black people want but the the Black person commentary on fried chicken was like clearly represented in this clip. Like two black people talked about it. (laughs) 
Well, there was the one guy, though, who's like, no chicken is worth my life, worth my dignity. But it's like, who, who the hell's threatening you? They're just I know. standing in line for chicken. Whether you agree with company leadership on gay marriage or not, how does the sandwich itself threaten you? Like, right. is the implication that he would never conduct business with anybody who has any hesitation about the the full extent of the LGBT agenda. Good no, luck. People don't care. I mean, you, those customers really summed it up. They're like, it's good chicken. I like, yeah. <laughs> I like their chicken. I also don't yeah. care. Like, I don't care if, if the sandwich is, if the restaurant is awesome, like my favorite restaurants in town, I have no idea the politics of the owners. Yeah, or the I don't operators. know. I don't, I don't really want, I, I don't If care. they voted I Hillary, I don't care. As long as you're not throwing it in my face and like saying, isn't Hillary awesome? You have the the Hillary burger when you come in or something. But that's kind of the point. And I want to reiterate the, the difference with, with Chick-fil-A and say some of the other um, places like Starbucks or Nike or Ben and Jerry's that have really thrown politics in our faces. And, and of course, I, I don't like the politics that they're expressing, but they're also throwing it in my face. So right. remember that uh, Dan Cathy, the CEO, his views on same-sex marriage were delivered because he was asked. Like it was, right. it was solicited out of him. And he said, well, you know, I, I believe in traditional marriage. He didn't. In what situation was he asked about this? I, I think it was just remember. some interview. I, I, the specific source. So I, they just I don't sprung have an on him in a situation where he couldn't get out of it. He did not say come to Chick-fil-A because you hate the homos. That was never <laughs> the corporate strategy. It's just like, well, privately, this is what I believe. And yes, with my private money, I choose to support these causes because I believe in them. That was never made the front and center uh, aspect of the of the business model. And so, again, contrary to Nike, who's throwing Colin Kaepernick up kneeling in front of my face, or Ben and Jerry's, who's throwing up Trump-hating ice cream, this would be the equivalent, like what Ben and Jerry's does would be the equivalent of Chick-fil-A saying, like, this this is the homo-hating sandwich. Come Come in and have it. I, so so I see that as a pretty key difference in terms of whether or not the politics bother me. It's not whether I agree with them or not. It's to what degree are you throwing them in my face as a condition of consuming your product yeah. or engaging in business with you? Um, I'm so hungry. I, I do wish we had it. We only have one Chick-fil-A in the state and I've never been to it. It's far away from here. It's like five mm. hours from here. I'm in Seattle. I would, Maybe I should go. I would gladly check out Chick-fil-A if it was more convenient. Those peach shakes. They're so good. Oh, and I should also mention too, um, the, the, at least according to what I've read, the way they found out about these uh, donations to these controversial organizations like the Salvation Army and these pro-family groups or pro-Christianity groups, the, the reporting I saw said that they obtained tax records, that they obtained like Dan Cathy oh my God. or other executives' tax records. And activists discovered support. This is what was in the reporting. Activists discovered support for Christian and pro-family causes. As though that's <laughs> like that that's a stand-in for hate. Christian and pro-family means hate. Mm. So absurd. Okay. Anything else on Chick-fil-A before we move into a topic that had me bothered today? No, I mean, this very unconvincing tranny. I think we should probably talk about that. Well, it's a work in progress, I guess. But I, I mentioned frequently that, you know, I'm wearing the Save California shirt. There are a lot of people fleeing California and they're coming to Idaho to see you and they're coming to Montana to see me. And I'm always very nervous when I see all the California plates around because I think, are you the kind of person who realizes that they've ruined your state and you're seeking refuge? In which case, welcome home. 
if you're the kind of person who ruined the place from where you came and you're here to try it again because you just get didn't out. do it right, then yeah, then you can get the hell out. Yeah. So I always wonder who's coming here. And I'm not saying that this specific person is a direct result of California influx or something. I'm just saying that the attitudes that are more common in, in that part of the country are becoming increasingly more common in my neck of the woods. And it makes me nervous. And I'm, you know, I may or may not be re- researching points to retreat in the future, but I have a little bit of time. You I have think. to retreat from Montana. Our country's in deep shit. Well, this is in the Billings Gazette, our biggest paper uh, recently. Headline, Montana cross-country runner Belgrade native to make history as transgender athlete. And just read some of the first lines in this article. For the first time in 16 months, June Eastwood will step to the starting line of a college cross-country race on Saturday. But in a way, it'll also be the first time June Eastwood has ever done it. Because June Eastwood is formerly Jonathan Eastwood, Uh. who was a a, a successful high school cross-country runner at Belgrade High School, which is about seven miles down the road from where I am right now. He's since, I guess, she, whatever. He has since gone on to uh, race cross country at the University of Montana. He took a year off to transition and is now a redshirt senior at the University of Montana. And, and according to the reporting, Jonathan, now June, will be the first Division I male to female cross country runner in NCAA history. Uh, Just to give you an idea of what the recent history looks like, Jonathan ran cross country at the University of Montana men's team, that's in Missoula, for three years, Uh, didn't do particularly well. Eastwood won just two races out of 56 in three years of competition at Montana as a man, never uh, qualified for a national meet. Uh, it should be noted, though, that Jonathan's time in his best event, the 1500 meter at uh, at 350, three minutes, 50 seconds, is just a hair slower than the women's world record, apparently. So even as just like a mediocre men's runner, he would be the most elite female runner in the world, in the world uh, potentially. Do you think that that's why he transitioned? Well, I don't know this person. You, you'll have to draw those conclusions for yourself. But there is a documentary called June's Run coming out this month, I guess. Some of the clips are on Twitter, and this is what uh, June's run looks like. My entire, like, being in life was, like, kind of centered around, like, me being a runner. She made it part of her identity. I think that's important, too, which is, at Belgrade High School, clearly the most gifted runner uh, in Belgrade history. I didn't want to be different. Like, I definitely wanted to just be, like, normal like everyone else. That's before, and that's after the first Division One track and field athlete to ever compete as transgender, so it's, it's new territory. I think it's historic and inspiring, but I see its complications too. I see how there are other points of view in this. Suicidal thoughts, yeah, definitely like it would just be easier if I wasn't around anymore and that I wouldn't have to deal with it. Part of the reason why I wanted to do this was so that other people like me could see somebody like them doing this sort of thing. On one end of the spectrum, you want to be a really good athlete and you want to compete at your best, but what comes with that is like the controversy. There will be people that the better, you know, the more success she has and the better she runs, the harder the criticism is going to be. And she can't let that get in the way of what she wants to achieve. It's not cheating. There's nothing intentional about this at all. From what I've seen uh, in terms of uh, 
running that the advantages and the disadvantages have pretty much even out. If June decides to give everything June has and not hold back, she will do some spectacular things without doubt. June's run coming this September, if you want to watch the whole thing, apparently. All right, I'm calling it. I'm going to make a broad characterization of what's going on here. Okay. This is a gay man who is obsessed with with running, but is um, tired and defeated from being a mediocrity and saw an opportunity to be literally the best in the world. Hmm. You think it's opportunity? Sorry, I just spit. Opportunism, <laughs> then, you say? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I did find it interesting that June comments specifically about suicidal ideation in there. To me, that speaks to maybe there's a legitimate mental issue going on here. And I don't think it's that people were mean to you. I think that uh, I assume I don't know who exactly all these people are. They're like her coaches or people, his coaches, people around him. They all seem incredibly supportive. Do you really think that anybody is is harassing this person all the time? It seems like no. everybody around him is enabling him to the maximum extent. And this thing like, oh, I just want to be normal. It's like, uh, then seek treatment for your gender dysphoria if you actually have it. And just like be a normal gay man and nobody's ever going to give you shit about it. Hmm. There is, of course, an irony, as we frequently talk about it. all these decades fighting for women's opportunity in education and extracurriculars. And they're going to be erased by men who can't compete as men. Thanks, feminists, among other social yeah. justice activists. And just remember, I mean, the thing that gets good, me though. bothered, good. Good. this is college, so it's a little bit different than high school. But I always I always think about how mad I would be if I was one of the dads of the girls who were eliminated so or denied mad. opportunity on account of this crap. Because just remember, for every June, there was some other qualified actual female who was bumped out of an opportunity that's bumped out of a resume point. That's somebody who played by the rules and got screwed. Yep. That's what happened when June is in the race. And there might be some ways around that. I don't want to be totally negative. Maybe there are some ways we can solve this. I'll get to that in a moment, but two things that really pissed me off in this documentary clip, the, the, the guy saying it's not cheating. There's nothing intentional about this. It's First of all, explicitly intentional. Like, what do you mean? Even if it's not, you can cheat and have it be unintentional. If your trainer gives you roids and you accidentally take them, still cheating. You still are punished. But yes, to your point, what's the unintentional part? Is it taking this testosterone reduction therapy that he describes? Is it running against women? What was the accident? This is pre-chop though, right? I believe, but I I don't know. I didn't see that reported. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know who this person is, this older woman in there who says, I think one. it might be a transgender person himself or herself or whoever that is. But the quote, from what I've seen, the advantages and disadvantages pretty much even out. What have you seen? Show me the data that you've seen at any level of competition from middle school to Olympics. Men are faster than women, whether you're talking about sprints or long distance, as evidenced by June himself jonathan himself he goes from not competitive male runner to borderline best in the world right okay then why are these races gender segregated at all why would we bother having the separation and uh the other the last question i have about this before i'll float some solutions but what happens they mentioned jonathan is this this record holder at belgrade high school maybe the best runner belgrade high school has ever seen if you can't dead name do they change that to June and is June now uh, are those female records now, or do they leave those records intact? 
It's a serious question. I'm not even trolling, really. Like, I don't know. Does it's it matter? This June. whole thing is so dumb. But if it's going to make this this whole transgender agenda come to a head with the feminist agenda, I'm like, cool. More trannies and women's sports, please. It's a it's lulled. a it's a serendipitous route to patriarchy. Yeah, fine, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> this is great. And to be clear, I don't actually care if he has had gender reassignment surgery. Oh, that's a euphemism that I particularly dislike. That doesn't mm. make a difference to me. He still has high levels of testosterone and yeah, you can't a different change, muscle composition. Yeah. You can't change the chromosome. I mean, I don't really care, but I just want to know if he's like committed to this. Like taking mm. some some hormone therapy is entirely different than like getting well, your dick and balls chopped off. That's a solution that I hadn't thought of to this. Maybe the solution, the rule is, all right, you can do it, but... You got to cut it off. Snip only. Snip only. That's the rule. Show yeah. us you're committed. And top surgery. <laughs> you you got to get a huge rack. <laughs> is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay. I like it. That seems fair. You balance out, you balance out your... Uh, your better, you know, your, your your bone structure and your increased lung capacity with like two twenty pound weights. <laughs> you have to be like an E size, like a neck and chest. Yeah. That seems fair. <laughs> now I know it's, it's, it's at some level there we get kind of a divide in our audience because you sort of come to the conflict of like, well, you know, if let people live how they want to live as long as they aren't harming anyone. And I agree. I actually don't care if you want to be transgender. I know that you frown upon, like, just do what you want. But, but the, the point is that there is harm. There is external harm in this case. Denying women opportunity to which they are entitled and, and for which they have worked is hurting them. And yeah. so as far as I'm concerned, in that context, there are two options. One, in addition to saying snip only. One, you compete athletically according to your biological sex only. That's just the way it is. And life's about choices. You can choose to be transgender or you can choose to be a cross-country athlete. But if you're a cross-country... Well, and you can choose to be trans and cross country athlete. You just got to race with the dudes because you're biologically a dude. Secondarily, though, racing is an interesting case because you could just have like racing does not require one team against another team like a like a lot of sports. You could just have a third category and race against the clock. You could just be like, this is the the tranny record uh, by June. Whatever. There there couldn't be like a, a tranny group either because especially in sports that favor like a like more muscle mass mm. the people that have are, are further along in the progression of hormone therapy will always outcompete those that are new to it so you couldn't even have a tranny category and that's if there were enough people to even fill right the i think they should teams be barred barred from competition unless you're willing to accept the the rule of you have to compete according to your biological yeah sex. but what if you're like on a is there female wrestling yeah that's a good question i mean some sports are gender i don't know if there's i've never i don't if think there so. was I, that, that that's stupid if that's an actual thing but if there there was female wrestling and you were transitioning to a man and you had to compete with the women then testosterone would mean that you would you would sweep all the women it goes the other way too yeah yeah, there'd be strategy in how much hormone therapy you want to use. No, basically. I don't. They shouldn't be able to compete. No competition mm. in any sports. Life's about choices. That's all I'm saying. And this, this, this as the status quo is blatantly unfair. Uh, there is female wrestling. Why? I guess I'm gonna have to check it out. Gross. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't know what's going on as far as, uh, of course, the cross-country season is in full swing now that the fall semester has started. I don't know how June is doing. Perhaps we'll be able to check back on this. But if the reporting is true that 
Jonathan now June is a borderline world record uh, runner in the female category. We're going to see a lot of uh, cross country runners facing off against this University of Montana Grizzly June Eastwood and just getting wrecked. So we'll see how this goes. Well, yeah, maybe we they're can check taking out the good later. names too. June, you like June? I love that name, but hmm. now it's sullied by this tranny, and now I'm going <laughs> to think about this tranny every time I look at a baby name list. Well, you'll forget soon enough. I suppose the name Lactatia has really been ruined for you too. It was a yeah. it was a beautiful name before. I, it was top before of my that. List, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's catch up with uh, Streamlabs and Super Chat before we get out of here. Okay. Some Chick Fil A. Uh, Demonic Beast. Oh, after the show last week, I went to Olive Garden. It was terrible. <laughs> we thought about going. I did not get the opportunity, but perhaps I will still go there. Real gross. Um, Demonic Beast Megatron 94. If they're so ashamed of themselves, then white SJWs need to skin themselves alive. Normal people will be happy, and the SJWs of color will also be happy. Everybody wins. I like mm. um, Kevin Flanagan. I'll read this. Bernie supports genociding Africans, and Warren says we should ban burning the coal. I guess I'm a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you found a home, Kevin. And just in case people are, because not everybody's tuning into the call in show, in case you're curious, Kevin Flanagan did call in, in at the end of Wednesday's call in show. So if you're, if you're wanting to hear that, you can find it in the, uh, if you go to the website, mattcrushesmedia.com. Look at the podcast section and look at the audio platforms for the show. You'll find the call-in show playbacks there and skip to, I don't know. It, he, he was the last caller, yes. I think, the very last caller before we got to emails. Oh, Chick-fil-A is so, closed today. Damn. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot they do that. Um, uh, and yes, you can hear Kevin Flanagan's voice if, if that interests you. He, he's a real person. Uh, hmm. Baby Brothers is great show as always. When the 19th is repealed, can we include driver's licenses as well? I love <laughs> your mom, Blonde. Hey, Saudi Arabia is not wrong about everything, but even they've re- <laughs> even they've reformed. You know, yeah, they can because drive- of their feminist intervention. Yeah, yeah. I'm just joking. Um, although I probably shouldn't be allowed to drive a car; it's dangerous. Yeah. Nancy Muncie, I went to a seafood festival today and bought a coffee with no straw. Market innovation was that the lid was made to enable drinking where a straw wasn't needed. Yeah, hmm. but when I get coffee and they do that, I'm like, I wish I had a straw. It's just ice cubes hitting me in the face. There's got to be a better way, but I'm sure there is, whether you're a lid person or a straw person or whatever you are. Uh, Damien McHugh, Generation 4 nuclear power plants are 100% safe, can't melt down, and actually use the spent fuel rods to generate power. They're new technology and are Ooh. now being built. Ah, maybe I didn't know that. That's pretty home. interesting. I'll have to look that up. Downskated, catching you tomorrow night at work. Sports questions for Blonde. Oh, Ooh. Oh, all right. Thoughts on Serena losing yesterday and or advice for avoiding the NFL on Sundays. Matt, I'm sadly mm. drinking your water of choice tonight. Um, I assume you mean his crap beer choice. Uh, advice for avoiding the NFL on Sundays. Um, start a mediocre podcast with a much more proactive YouTuber. <laughs> it works. It does work. It Test wipes out it. my entire Sunday. Yeah. Um, and thoughts on Serena losing yesterday. I don't know. I only care because Meghan Markle was there and I just I follow all the news on her because I hate her face. Oh, well, yeah, I, I forgot. She went to like encourage Serena, right? She yeah, her I'd like to point out that both of them abandoned their babies so that they could do some stupid women's sports thing. Mm. Like, what are you doing, Serena? You have a baby at home, like you're past your prime in the sport and everybody hates you. It's like, just be happy with your family. <laughs> Stop. Well, don't and don't rip Meghan Markle. That'll get you banned off another platform if you do that. She's untouchable. I actually don't know if that was it. I think it was calling oh. somebody a fag. That was oh. a, well, an Well, didn't you get friend. punished? Didn't you get punished for ripping Meghan Markle? I think it that, was that was in the chain. 
Yeah, I think that that caused me to get a seven day ban. That, okay, that yeah. was it. Mm. Um, Andrew Cruz just read today: vegans have a twenty percent higher chance of stroke. It's almost like we've been eating Whoa. meat for centuries for good reason. Also, cows can digest things we can't. Grass is greener than soy. Yes, I don't. I don't really think that veganism can possibly be healthy or vegetarianism. Um, Vox Ozzy says: once you finally get Sargon on the podcast, maybe you could do something special like a U.S. versus U.K. debate. With both mm. countries' identities come under a harsh attack, it might be fun to have a debate about what makes them great. Oh, I'm out on that. Like, what am I even going to say? Yeah, blonde, blonde's accelerationist. She she yeah. thinks they're lost causes. I'm like, burn them both to the ground. I don't care. Yeah, uh, that'll be fun, though. It is Sargon. To, to we'll talk see. To, to talk to Sargon. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if there's specific things people are wanting us to ask him about, I'm happy to consider them because uh, I'll, be, I'll be putting together my list of questions for him, although not that many questions. Yeah, really. We'll see if he actually shows up or not. All of my questions I mean, are beard related anyway. But it's not, I, I, it's not Sargon. I can't reveal. I, I've said too much. I wasn't supposed to reveal that that might happen, but here we are. We'll see. John Doe. So Yang wants to use money instead of gunpoint to make me drive an electric car. How does he intend to get that money? Oh, right. It's my money. Take it at gunpoint. I know. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. It was like mandated choice. Um, Pokemon fetish. This show is a great example of heteronormative patriarchy norms and enforces the ideas of toxic masculinity denials of Afro-queerness. Oh, <laughs> I'm almost well, done thanks. sending you my daddy's money. No, keep, keep sending it. Thanks, dad's credit card. I appreciate it. Kevin Flanagan. Uh-oh. All right, fine. I hate to agree with a queer, but global <laughs> warming crap is a lot like World War II. It's likely to destroy our society and we're on the wrong side again. <laughs> That's a thinker, man. But the nice thing about that one is it's layered such that you can't really be banned for it. At least not algorithmically. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a good one. (laughs) Microkernel. uh, The Prius has become less efficient over the years. The Hyundai Lonique Hmm. is now the most efficient hybrid. I like it. I think the original Honda Insight was really cool stylistically. Cheers. Thank you. Um, Well, thanks. Shauna Thornton, who I think had a really spicy take last week. Great Danes are better looking and smarter than Irish wolfhounds. Change my mind. Also repeal the 19th. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not partial to either. I don't even know if I know what Irish wolfhounds look like, but I could. I, I, don't, I don't know what this means, Kevin. No. Um, a, oh, bunch yeah, of people, cool. a bunch of people got their messages deleted. Thanks, Susan. Yeah, I'm sure really. Planned Parenthood appreciates the support. Jared Tank, all the on the August twenty eighth Colin show, blonde rejected nationalists nationalism because of her disconnect from the U.S. and talked about whether we can even turn this ship around. Mm. Been thinking that a lot. Just wanted to say thanks. I'm sorry mm. I've infected people with my with my uh, cynicism and nihilism, but I uh, don't really see a path forward with the United. But I talked about this with e. Michael Jones. I'll be quick. I'm sorry. And he did um, say that we should be excited about what we can build. Uh, after the collapse and maybe that's where i need to find my hope not in saving the united states but in uh rebuilding something that's better hmm. um blippity blue a squatting slob is our live chat um hey all looking forward to the show matt new england or pittsburgh tonight i don't know I, the game i think is basically over by now but i haven't looked at the score uh well of course you haven't followed this story but antonio brown went crazy and like called his gm his general manager a cracker and then like got cut by the released by the team and signed by the Patriots. There's a lot of weird sort of quasi racial football drama going on. So curious to see how that storyline works out, but I have no idea. What's that cracker. I don't even know. What's the origin. I think it counts. 
I think it counts. No, I said it's a funny racial slur. I, oh, I, I don't okay. know the origin. I'm, I don't find it particularly offensive. It's an interesting storyline to watch in the NFL. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, Stan says, I'll watch Tulsi later and slow the video down, then replay the video of her eating corn dogs at the fair. No, this isn't going to a Matt and I once <laughs> oh, they love. Good Sorry, for Matt. You. I am all in on Tulsi. I do find her really foxy. <laughs> I was listening to her stupid take on abortion today, and I was like, yeah, okay. What's her, what's her stance? I don't even know if I, I know. know. She but... said no third trimester abortion and that she's a mm. libertarian. And it's. I did appreciate that she said, like, it's it's not a choice I would ever make for myself. So like she clearly has a moral opinion about abortion. Yeah, that, that's where I used to be. Yeah, I appreciate that she at least said that. Yeah. Um, Matt Fields, I'm surprised you guys missed the Trump weather map, CNN, cat laser pointer memes. Oh, I should have Twitter last night. I should have mentioned. I've I should have clarified at the top of the show. I I've never cared less about a story than this like Sharpie Gate thing. <laughs> I don't care either. Yeah. I I get it. The memes are funny. It, yeah. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying the entire controversy is just. I just don't, I don't care about the media trying to make it controversial. I don't care about Trump probably going a little too far on the defensive. I, I just, that story was so silly to me. I just pass, pass. Oh, is it from cracking a whip? Is that true? Oh, I, th- I just thought it was crack. I thought it was because crackers are usually like white, white and color. And plain and boring. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Matt turning into Ben Shapiro live stream ads and, and all hashtag small hat. Matt Law. <laughs> Um, hey, you, you got to make your money. But uh, no, I don't. The thing about um, the thing about the businesses that we're promoting too. These are people who are actually. I'm not saying they're not for Ben. Make your money how you want. But uh, I want to keep it as minimal as possible. And the people who are, oh, there's my phone going off. I want to keep it as minimal as possible. And these are people who listen to the show, appreciate the show, and have the right values and are making a product that I actually enjoy and consume. So that's yeah. that's more principles that are guiding this you know in in the age of susan wiki wiki you got to make some money too so just got to be honest about that sort of thing and thanks for dealing with it uh raymond jones spent solar panels are spent solar panels are very expensive to safely dispose of most end up in landfills and are very toxic funny how liz warren didn't mention that and only talked about nuclear rod disposal. That sounded like a talking point that she gathered from her team. It didn't seem like she had a lot of understanding. That being said, mm. I don't know anything about nuclear energy. So I know I, I Googled it after Chernobyl and learned about it for like a day and then forgot everything I learned. Yeah. 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 Kohath, can we, uh, can't we all just learn the boiler code and botanist? Um, if they mm. do the gun clip, then we should all get swords and rail guns. Um, mm. Okay, I don't understand that. Non-assault weapons, of course. I, I'm basically illiterate after 8 p.m. Um, Kevin Flanagan, I, I can't. Too spicy, all right. It starts with Matt and I once gassed 6 million. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> Pineapple platypotamus. <laughs> People's eyes say a lot. Their windows to the soul just look at them. They're either focused or distracted. That means they're honest or deceptive. It's in the Bible. Mm. Check out Proverbs. Interesting. Um, Sir Garforth said, I almost lost it last week when that one moron said what's wrong with helping them in response to the glaring problem of giving toddlers hormone therapy. Blonde's face was priceless. Yes. Uh, I think I called him unspeakably retarded. Uh, <laughs> that was an interesting segment on the Colin show. Yeah. Well, it just, it's so infuriating that people are still, he's like, I, I moved from the, the right to the left after hearing people on the right lie about things. Like, why can't we just 
help giving help by giving transgender people transgender children hormone therapy it's helping them it's helping their emotional state and he had like no evidence it's just about his stupid feelings well like, he would cite studies but i need whatever. to see the studies i need what to see what kind of retard point. goes from the right to the left like Hey, the, the kind of guy who does show up and argue his point, though, and I, I will credit him for that. How many yeah. people do do we get to come on our show and argue an unpopular position and and give it their best shot? I even though I disagree 100 percent with what he's saying, I still will will credit because I'd like to hear more of that, not less. Yeah. OK, fine. I probably should have been nicer to him, <laughs> but that's your role. It's fine. Yeah, but I get really yeah. fashy when people are talking about uh about gender reassignment surgery sure. and hormone therapy for yeah. children like that that's that's the kind of stuff that makes me like just lose my mind um hot hot towel says if an ar-15 gun grabbing were to happen while you two have mm. families what would you do give it up or die for the guns in front of your families um i mean in my community where i live right now i wouldn't be in a situation where it, it it's like the government comes to my house and I'm going to die for my guns. It's like my community would get together. Yeah. Ruby Ridge is like your next door neighbor's house. Basically. Yeah. 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 It, my community would get together and they would find a way to collectively fight. They, they would. That's what would happen. I think about this a lot. Um, and again, I will only act defensively. I never advocate offensive violence on this show and I won't, uh, on principle. Uh, my stance is if you're saying I must live in a society in which the bill of rights no longer applies, I do not consent to that society. No, nope. that's my general line. And, and I, would I don't view, have to abide by its new laws then. And I would view outright gun confiscation as a trashing of the bill of rights on several fronts, not just the second amendment Yeah. Uh, in terms of your right against unreasonable search and seizure, your general property rights, all of that. And so Again, I would view that as an illegitimate aggression, and I, I, in my opinion, defensive force would be justified. But I want to emphasize that it is defensive reaction to illegitimate aggression, not going out and acting offensively on other people. Yep. Um, Mrs. I can't, everything is Mrs. Yuko Takiyama. Is that right? Mm. Anyone else just uh, just watch live to read Mr. Flanagan's chat? <laughs> yeah. My parents told me this weekend that they really enjoy the super chats, which I was shocked. They're but, so uh, spicy. And my parents told me that at least my dad said they loved Chappelle's special. So it was fantastic. I agree. I was watching just, it and I was like proud of him. It's pretty crude for my mom and dad, but I'm glad they enjoyed it. In the abortion segment, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he totally redeemed himself. Yeah, um, it, it did seem like it was going south there for a minute, but then it was fine. Uh, roll for initiative. Military style, I guess the ubiquitous hunting rifle, the Winchester Model 700, a.k.a. the M24 sure. sniper weapon system. Yeah. Chambered in 652-54 is right out then. Yeah, military style. Uh, Richard E. Normus says, Matt, show feet. Matt will not show feet. Uh, Chris Buckley says, just today, tis the season. Thanks. A few Mexican nationals caught growing. 1,800 plants had couple fully auto weapons. This is yearly occurrence. Uh, we hmm. suture dog wounds. They go to jail. Then they're let go and deported frequently back to harvest. Hmm. Um, SM Combs, great shirt, Matt. I have 80% of their offerings, and they are all quality. I also have a Subaru. It's a rusty POS that leaks oil. It's for sale if anyone is interested. Well, that's fine. It sounds like we have similar taste, and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Flanagan. This is so weird. My weekend also ended with a bunch of queers lying motionless at the bottom of a tall building. 
Sounds like Kevin needs to move to Saudi Kevin? Arabia too. I know, Shauna Thornton. I support traditional families owning cars. Lesbians, on the other hand, she's real spicy. <laughs> yeah, Shauna sounds like a good friend. I know. Where do you live, Shauna? Mm. Hang out. Uh, Canadian, although I have five friends now. Mm. That, that's what is that? A career high? Is I that think a so. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do um, am I one of the five? Or are you talking five outside five, of me? No, I have five female friends now. Like in your physically in your proximity, yes, and we like wow. see each other regularly, wow. and Good they all you. have husbands. So I have and do they know friends. about your politics, or is that? Oh yeah, they're all like further right than me. Really? Good for you. You found uh, you found the right home then, I guess. Yes, totally. A uh, Canadian conservative, Calgary just closed. We all be against fried chicken. What? Maybe a Calgary Chick Fil A, perhaps. I assume that's what the reference. Punctuation, is. people. Yeah. I need the periods. Uh, Pokemon fetish. I lived in Toronto. The, the Torontonian thing is as gay as our $2 coin. Toonie. <laughs> Toonie. Um, How do you even say are, Yeah, Toonie? And, Interesting. <laughs> and both are much more a threat than conversion therapy. He also said, I get my fried chicken with a side of watermelon. <laughs> and this is the thing I didn't get to mention about conversion therapy, too, which... Uh, I will acknowledge that joke was funny, by the way. I'm not trying to move on from that. But conversion therapy, they always say like, oh, conversion therapy inherently is terrible. I don't know whether or not it's successful or not, but the, the point on conversion therapy is if someone voluntarily wants conversion therapy and seeks care. it out and gets that from somebody, why is that bad? I, I agree that forcing it upon someone saying, you will live this way, you will adopt this lifestyle. I agree that's bad. But conversion therapy unless it's electroshock and involuntarily. I just, I, yeah. it seems to me equally bad or it, 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 by the same principle, it's just as bad to say, in one case, you're saying the therapy will be forced upon you. In the other, you're saying you should be banned from seeking the therapy that you, that want. you want. Why yeah. is that virtuous? Why is that moral? I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, hmm. Wolves Mercy says, I'm gay and I love Chick-fil-A. So am I homophobic? Seriously, just let me eat my chicken and my cock. <laughs> Stop feeling attacked for me. Also, YouTube hates on PC words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sinek 8. Let me guess. The guest chuckles a lot, dodges questions, skims through lock, and will be an hour late. Hmm. It, sounds, it sounds about right. Although we have a skims through lock. Why? is What's the lock reference? We're talking uh, John Locke? Uh, yeah, it must be. Um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, Tempest says, June is so stunning and brave. I can't wait to see your documentary come out on Netflix and downvote the trailer on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't um, see it on YouTube. By the way, uh, Chelsea's Netflix trailer on YouTube is getting hit pretty hard. I good. don't know what it's at now, but it was at like 4,000 dislikes on like 3,500 up last I looked. Um, Chris Buckley says, I've heard Boise and Idaho are turning blue and that makes me sad. I want to move mm. there in a couple of years. Ask the girls who were knocked out of competition by Tranny Phil. I know that Southern Idaho has an issue because there's a Chobani plant uh, hmm. and that dude's Muslim. And then Twin Falls uh, had that. Oh, yeah, there was like that refugee. That hor there's like a there's a horrible Wait, refugee there, rape the, there. Is the Chobani guy actually a bad guy? I, mean, I, he, I think he's just Muslim. I don't, I don't uh, really know anything <laughs> about him. All right. Fair um, but I mean, a giant. Say no more. A, a giant company owned, owned by a Muslim. It's, you know. Well, how many? Right. It gets my spidey senses tingling. That's all. Fair I'm enough. I, I, uh, I have some. We do maybe have, some pushback, but we'll move on in the interest of time. We do have a fair number of Californians moving in, but yeah. North Idaho is like, like people will vet you for being California and straight up ask you if you're conservative. Uh, hmm. Which I like. I thought Boise was 
overwhelmingly Republican in its voting, though. It Maybe is, it's... but but Idaho is having a problem with with left wing Californian influx. Last I saw, the data said California and Illinois were the biggest uh, exodus states. Basically, people leaving. Yeah. The yeah. and Idaho was number one influx. It's really pissing so, off. Presumably, yeah. yeah, a lot of those people are going there. But North Idaho, blood red. Um, hmm. Wow, somebody just said exactly that in the live chat. Hmm. Uh, Pokemon fetish. Matt pretends to know about female wrestling or not to know about female wrestling. I, I can't believe that's a thing. I was kind of joking. Authentic. I've, I legitimately have not seen this, but I'll have to check it out. Um, Shauna Thornton. Suicidal ideation is easy to fake. Women do it all the time. It literally means nothing. <laughs> it's leverage. <laughs> uh, Canadian conservative said, seek Flanagan. That's a deep cut right there. Mm. Uh, Nicholas Van Neal, transgenders dominating women's sports is just the logical conclusion to pay parity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I the guess. The least in the kingdom. You guys are spending too much time on figuring out how to be fair to people who need to be committed. Say what you like about stoning, but it was effective. The 19th gave us trannies. <laughs> wow. This Day is... of the brick. Day of the rope. I, sometimes Oven I just ready. like, I have warm feelings of affection for our anonymous audience members. <laughs> Uh, you got some real, uh, you got some real followers of your, you, you are the prophet to these, uh, to these people. It seems like, I hope not. Or maybe not. Maybe allow they allow a woman to be your prophet. Yeah. Maybe they teach you. My God. They do teach me. Hmm. You guys teach me. Uh, D Benham here, 65 bucks for Matt's awesome shirt. Minus 50 bucks for blonde's asinine comment on Chick-fil-A's waffle fries. <laughs> Great show. Oh Matt. my God. I thought they were going to go off on some, uh, she said something bigoted. Instead, it's just, you have the wrong waffle fry opinion. No, I understand there's more surface area to be deep fried, but I'm just not interested in waffle fries. They're always soggy. Um, the lease in the kingdom. I'm buying. <sighs> That's just not true, but all right. The enough. best super cheap endorsement available. Everyone should go listen to the trending insurrection on anchor.fm or Apple podcasts. All right. I said it for you. And last one is from Shauna Thornton. Actually, we might have more. Um, I live in Bellingham. Oh, also oh, cool. am married. Maybe I'll call in if I can get my husband's permission. I love you. <laughs> sure. Let's uh, see. Uh, I'll read a few over on. I'll clear out Streamlabs here. Uh, Matthew. Oh, sorry. There's. There's. I got to go down a little bit further. Renica says I have never had a rude employee at Chick Fil A. Also, is no one going to bring up that gay marriage doesn't seem to be as stable because they don't have kids and no investment into the future of the nation that puts them on par with Mark, uh, Markle or Merkel, Germany, yeah. I think is the reference. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the evidence, that's some of the inconvenient evidence that or inconvenient, I suppose, reality, if the information is true, but that generally speaking, you have a high rate of domestic violence in the, the lesbian community. You have a high rate of promiscuity or infidelity in the gay community. I'm not saying all hashtag, not all, but one would presume there's probably some reason to it and, and children being absent. Although if they adopt, who knows, maybe, maybe that effect kind of replicates, but that's the difficulty is the objectively studying a lot of these dynamics. My answer will always be best interest for the children. And I have some skepticism that that a, that a that a nuclear family heterosexual relationship is totally and 100% replaced by uh by a 
a gay couple. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm just saying the dynamics. In my experience, my mom and my dad played different roles that were both fundamentally important to my upbringing. Yeah. And I'm not taking shots. I'm just saying that I think that that was important to my development, and I speculate that's the case for them. But objective analysis of whether or not these are the, actually the same thing pretty much can't happen. It's, well, it's this always... is why we talk all the time about the lesbian cliff diving incident, because I have long since said, like, yeah, uh, six children from the Houston ghetto that were all being raised by single mothers are ostensibly better off in uh, an upper middle class, wealthy, white lesbian couple's family. Yeah. But then I saw this happening and, and it made me realize, I know that this is anecdotal, this is just one story. Sure. But it made me realize that many people, in the same way they value social currency more than money, they're going to value social currency, the social currency that their children, the adopting mm. black children affords them more than the lives of the children that they've adopted. Right. The, those lesbians in that one case, yeah. appropriately qualified, they clearly valued what those children meant to them and right. their outward projection. Then the, they, they didn't value those kids for those kids sake. That exactly. seems clear. Yeah. And before that had happened, I don't know that that had ever even occurred to me. Hmm. And so it just made me reevaluate this. And I know we joke about that story all the time, but it was really pivotal in my transition to being a far right authoritarian. <laughs> it was a key point. God, dude, that story. I'll never forget hearing about it for the first time. I was like, I was like, this is the craziest madness. thing I've ever heard. I just, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Matthew says they are in the process of building Chick, oh, sorry, Michu says, I was uh, told this week to remove the white nationalist symbol Pepe as my avatar from the in-work chat. I'm also, or I'm not allowed to show my solidarity with Hong Kong. I switched to the Betsy Ross flag. They will not make a veteran take down the American flag. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll test that theory, I suppose. I'm sure yes, they'll sir. have no problem when it comes down to it. Thanks, man. Matthew says, uh, they are building or they are in the process of building a Chick-fil-A near my house in Roseville, Minnesota. And I can't wait to eat my Jesus chicken sandwich and watch the cringe from the restaurant patio. That's true. It's probably dinner entertainment. That would be fun. Yeah. Redica says he has balls. Even if he is truly transgender, the physicality can't be overcome. I even think the hermaphrodites should be disqualified for their innate ad advantage because they have balls and testosterone uh, at a level that's a hundred times higher. Balls are balls in all caps. So fair point. Walsey says we should do a uh, we should do a sequel commands commit trans. Well, I actually I'm ashamed <laughs> to actually know what sequel is or SQL. If, if so, yeah. yeah. And interestingly enough, that was my old job. Thankfully, I'm out of that doing sequel analysis stuff. Thank yeah. you for that. Phil says alternate plans for NFL game days would be weightlifting or some kind of outdoor activity like ultimate frisbee or hiking. Well, I you know I still enjoy the NFL and but. I can't, I can't say that it's the best use of time. It is my relaxation turn my brain off time. So I endorse Phil's uh, recommendation for being productive, making a better version of yourself. Phil says the Bill of Rights is useless if the heritage American nation is not defended. Who cares what a piece of paper says if we are disposed? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Spicy. You got any more super chat? Yeah, Ryan F says blonde has five friends further right than she is. What's left? Also, get them on the podcast. Yeah, they're super awesome, ladies. Hmm. Um, Eggy Jet Pilot, catch the show tomorrow. Hannah, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you, Hannah. Hmm. Um, Eggy Jet Pilot, catch the show tomorrow. But wanted to throw some cash to my favorite YouTube podcast duo. Thank you. Well, thank you. 
um, D. Sketty, last one, says, love the addition, blonde, blonde's parents trolling her during the show. The show. <laughs> uh, yeah, they That's know great. I have my fun with me, so they're going to they're gonna blast me. Thanks mm. so much, guys. It was a great show. And thanks to uh, Jage, Paul Dog, and Donald Trump for supporting the show over on DLive. Much appreciated, you guys. We'll, uh, we'll call it there. And uh, thanks to everybody for hanging out uh, with us live. If, uh, if you weren't lured over by Dave Rubin and Tulsi Gabbard, I'm going to go check that out either tonight or tomorrow morning. Thanks for feeding us information as well. And uh, if you're listening later on demand on YouTube or DLive or any of our audio platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show too. Remember, as I mentioned, there is more material uh, of the show if you want to listen to it, including Kevin Flanagan's appearance on the call-in show yeah. and other things. You can find those on the audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. They're all linked in the description and they're on the website for you. You can email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Everything else is on the website. It's mattchristensenmedia.com. We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Have a good night. Bye, guys.